hello, and welcome to episode 202 of the Gaming Fix podcast on December 11th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Keanu Reeves role. I'm joined today by Pat. Um, I'm not going to speak for my partner, but my favorite, that's rough. That is. Because it's easy to say John Wick, and it's easy to say Thomas Anderson. But I also really like Point Break a lot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, John Wick in the streets, Thomas Anderson in the in the sheets. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Because if he's start. in the if he's if he's in the Matrix, he then he can start. then he can he knows every kind of like sexual pleasure inducing technique via look download the he said sutra straight into his brain he said it's okay for people to mod cyberpunk to sleep with him all right yeah, he, he, yeah no he, he was he, he was psyched he was, he was psyched about it yes. he was like, yeah he was ecstatic I, i'm yeah. allowed to make that joke carry on moss was not so excited but can't blame her i wouldn't be <laughs> i do not that want is, people to have sex with my digital avatar thank you that is uh, you were hearing the voice of one Alex. Hi. Um, role. I thought he was good in Dracula. The one with like Gary Oldman and stuff. Mm. Oh, that's that a Bra- good movie. Is that Bram yeah. Stoker's Dracula, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bra- Stroker. yeah. I need to watch yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that's a good movie. That's he, a good and, movie too. And Johnny Mnemonic wasn't a great movie. But it was fun. No, but he's good in it. He he's good in it. Like so, he's he's got big like Nick Cage like shit's crazy energy in that movie. Y- yes, yes, he does. Uh, <sighs> but of course, like The Matrix is a classic. But yeah, I, I would go for something fun like that, like like Dracula. I think he's gotten yeah. better over time. But I guess is what yes. happens when you do something over the course of a career, you get better at it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Could you imagine if Will Smith had been Neo, like I think was originally planned? Yeah, I believe that would have been weird. Would have been weird. Would have been very weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate Will Smith. He's fine. No, he's, no, he's, it would be a very I, different thing. I and... enjoy the film The Wild Wild West, which is a <laughs> yeah horrendous <laughs> movie, but I, I like it a lot. I, <laughs> I like the rap Wild Wild West. Uh, personally, that yippee like, yay yippee yay. Yeah. Uh, I like the good, men in black. Hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the men in black too. Yeah. Uh, how was the new? How was the new men in black? I never saw it. I'm not fine. gonna. I don't yeah. know. Couldn't tell you. There's two <laughs> men in black movies, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> They're both good. It's fine. It's not like amazing. Saw so like, men in know. black three at the theater. I remember that. Wow. It was I, I, not very good. I don't know. I don't know. Don't look, look, listen. I know Hollywood execs, you're all listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't have to keep making them. Just make a different movie. Imagine, like, I understand that the urge to sell Ghostbusters figures is strong. But what if, if you can't, there's, there's so many people out there that want to make something different and you can sell figures of that too. <laughs> this is, you know. But Pat, kids don't kids don't give a shit if it's a Ghostbusters well, figure or if it's a well, like, 
don't worry. Cool alien. I don't know. Paramount is going to be mining Wattpad or Wattpad. What I don't know. I don't know what the word stories. Uh, like like Paramount partnered with Wattpad, which I guess is where people post a lot of like fan fiction. Yes. Not archive of our own, but like the fan fiction. No, it it is repository. Uh, and they're apparently going to be searching for stories using that and that's just like and what contacting the people who wrote them to pay them I, for them i don't know or just it's stealing very them. It's, i <laughs> like you know i would have uh, to imagine they're just gonna steal them there's there probably something was, like i think someone posted their own fan fiction like from wattpad and was like trapped on an island with josh yeah. henderson yes that like, is jenny paramount nicholson. contact me that, that was, oh, jenny okay, nicholson. was jenny nicholson uh she has a okay. classic video all all about recounting that particular story from Wattpad. She also has uh, a video about One Direction during The Purge, which sure. is also from Wattpad. Um, both yeah, videos are very worth watching. Um, uh, you know, just we don't need to do Harry Potter again. Just fucking put My Immortal on the big screen. Like, that's what we really My cat need. was meowing, and I thought maybe he needed to get into the bathroom. That is quite all right. The, what they're going to do is The Men in Black starring Finn Wolfhard and Gaten, uh, whatever his name is from, from Stranger Things. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't... The, the littlest men in black, and they'll be... <laughs> and, and David Harbour will be there in some capacity. I understand that they're like different studios, but it's amazing to me that nothing happened to glom together Men in Black and Ghostbusters. I think they're different studios. I don't care enough to look it up right now. Off the top of my head. Uh, well, that's the spirit. Yeah. That seems like a the pairing that they would have smashed together in like a cartoon or something at some point. Let me smash indeed. Like it, it seems like both of those should have like shown up on a Scooby-Doo crossover or something. And maybe they have. Oh, I don't yeah. know. The Ghostbusters definitely have, I think. I don't want to speak uh, too confidently about of. that. Not- There's a lot of weird. I mean, John Cena's been in scooby-doo there's a lot of weird scooby-doo yeah yes stuff that has happened in the last like 15 years ghostbusters well actually men in black they both had cartoons also so exactly that's what i mean seems like the kind of thing you would you would cross over anyway you can't tell make a men in black video game game. they (laughs) they did They've, they've done that yeah well make a good one um make an open world one where you have to go around and find all the aliens and you have to do like it's like Batman Arkham City where you have to let you have like an inspector vision and you have to find clues and figure out like, oh, what kind of alien could this be? And then when you find them, they reveal themselves and you got to fight them or chase them or whatever. Or or make it a hidden object game on mobile where it has ads that, that probably are, like, exists. Are, are you smart enough to beat this guy in the ad? And the person in the ad is clearly doing the worst job humanly possible to infuriate you to download the game. You, it's like you're fighting a Balchinian, but the person on the on the ad is poking that. everywhere except the balls on the chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very. Now I played a lot of video games this week. Okay, well, nerd. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking what a dork. Hell yeah! Everyone, everyone, point and laugh at Pat. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, everyone does that to me either way. <laughs> Uh, you, what, you played what, what video games? You, you played something I want to uh, play at least. I played. This is kind of in reverse order of the 
the order okay. I want to discuss them in. But I've I've um, not even looked at the doc, so this is all surprising to me. So the first the first thing I have listed here is the Mercedes AMG F1 W12 E Performance, <laughs> um, which is the 2021. Performance enhancing bed. Yeah, with a hybrid engine. This is the 2021 Formula One car. Perhaps you've heard of it, uh, which released in uh, iRacing this week. Um, Oh, I see. I will talk about this very briefly because people have. But like, I just want to put it. This is one of those like, not as fun as an Eve Online war story, but this is like one of those things where if you're not playing oh, no. iRacing, you don't... No, no, it's a good thing. No, like, it's just... I wasn't expecting the comparison to EVE Online immediately. That's funny. No, it, it's it's not like... I don't... I'm not comparing iRacing to EVE Online, but what I'm saying is it's one of those stories where it's this is really fucking cool and you would never know about it because nobody gives a shit and nobody's talking about it, except for the people who are into iRacing who are all talking about it and won't stop because it's the coolest thing ever. So, uh, the... For people who don't know, Formula One is like the premier racing series in the world. Some people don't like it. Whatever. They're weird. Uh, it's it's really, really cool. It's super fast cars. It's on kind of arguably the best 20 drivers in the world race the Formula One cars. Obviously, there's an enormous amount of money that goes into getting them there, so who can say for sure? But uh, – Really neat. There is a series of Codemasters video games called the F1 20 at 20, whatever 20 X series, which EA now owns. So it's now like a EA Sports thing, which is weird, but whatever. They're good games, but they're not hyper realistic. They're kind of like Need for Speed Shift in their level of like, hey, this is, you know, you can play them with a wheel and they're fun and they'll get you most of the way there, but they're not necessarily, um, the pinnacle of realism in racing games. So iRacing, which kind of is, it's not, there's still lots of stuff about real world racing that iRacing doesn't 100% model, but the point and goal of those of iRacing is to get as close to reality as possible. Um, You kind of, we kind of never thought they would ever have modern formula one cars in it because, you know, Codemasters has that license, but it turns out last year during COVID lockdown, uh, when they weren't racing in real life, the Mercedes Formula One team, like their engineers and a lot of their pit crew and stuff, got way into iRacing and figured and like managed to make it happen to bring the Mercedes, which is the best car on the grid, arguably, the Mercedes Formula One car to iRacing, uh, including next year's car as well. So after next year's season, we will get the 2022 car, which is a big deal because the regulations change completely next year so the cars will look very different and perform very differently um this is more iterative so does that mean that iRacing the devs are pretty closely in contact with whoever the regulating body of f1 is for for no because this is they did not license formula one they only licensed the car so they reference the fact that it is yes it's with mercedes so they reference the fact that it is because the interesting thing about formula one is Formula cars are not spec cars. There are a set of guidelines for them to adhere to when they con- when they construct the cars. But the difference with something like NASCAR or IndyCar is those cars are all the same. In NASCAR, they put different body kits on them um, to represent the different manufacturers because they pay money for that. But um, they're the same under the hood. 
And the same is true of IndyCar. All the teams drive the same car. They can make changes to them, like changes to the suspension, changes to the gear ratios, changes, you know, the sort of changes you could make on your own car, but they're not adding and exchanging different parts within the car. Everyone has the same parts. Um, Formula One is very different in that there's a set of guidelines for how they build the car, but they can, as long as they're within those guidelines, the cars are actually very different. Um, they have different engines in them. They have different, uh, aero packages. They have different, um, like brake, like Mercedes is famous cause they have a, a, they have a thing in, in iRacing, they just call it brake magic, but it's like a very complicated button that changes the brake balance and makes it easier specifically for Lewis Hamilton to drive. Correct me if anyone's listening, don't get mad at me. <laughs> Some of my friends listen to this, like this, it's, it's a, it's I don't even know exactly how brake magic works, but in in iRacing it's just I a brake magic, magic button. Yeah. Nobody else has brake magic in uh in in Formula One. Um. So anyway, um, I won't talk about it too much longer. But it's extremely cool. The car is incredibly fun to drive. We drove it for like six hours, my friends and I, the other night. It is absolutely wild that they put it in iRacing, and uh, the craziest thing about it is it really drives home how much Formula One cars. The, diff, the most difficult thing about them is the physical forces they put on your body because the car is actually extraordinarily easy to drive. Um, and obviously, it's not quite one-to-one. No sim is like as accurate as commercial sims that the teams use for real training. But, you know, it's as close as you can get in a consumer-grade sim, and it's one of the easier open-wheel cars to drive in iRacing. But in real life, it is extraordinarily difficult because of the way that it the the g-forces it exerts on your body and the physical weight of the controls which you can't quite recreate in a sim so that part's pretty cool uh and very fun they the 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 thing that makes it the most fun is in real life those cars have a significant amount of aero wash so the air coming off of the cars makes it really hard to follow closely because it unsettles the car behind and slows them down i racing doesn't model aero wash um on the f on this car as significantly as it exists in real life which means that it's more fun to race so it's a little less realistic but it also makes it more fun to race which is really cool and actually makes the series they're doing a full series with it including they're not calling it because they don't have the f1 license but they're doing a full series with it with full length races at all of the real F1 tracks that they have in iRacing as they race at them in real life next year, uh, which should be really cool. So it will be fun. So that is the iRacing check-in. I promise there won't be another one for like three months at least because they do this stuff in between seasons. (laughs) Reset the clock. Uh, um, The next thing that I checked out kind of quickly, I played some Century Age of Ashes, which is a dragon dogfighting game. I don't know if I can't remember if I talked about this. We talked talked about it when the Alpha alpha preview or whatever hit. Full release finally hit. Um, I didn't check it out the day it dropped because I saw some kind of mixed things about server stability. So I waited a little bit and then finally checked it out. Still a really cool game. Um, If you want to do some some dogfighting the kind of arcadey almost rogue squadrony or something dogfighting i'd I'd definitely recommend it it's free to play it has really um has like good free-to-play hooks i think it's all cosmetic which is sort of the trend now but um 
there it doesn't seem FOMO-y. There's like no battle pass or anything. It's just like you get XP and then you can get um, in-game currency, which you can use to buy co- some cosmetics and then some cosmetics cost real money. But it's pretty fair. It doesn't feel like like icky or anything. It doesn't doesn't even feel as um, I don't want to say exploitative, but doesn't feel as much of a grind as like Halo or even Battlefield. Um, it's pretty breezy, so it feels like I like it because it means I can play it like for an, an hour or two a week and get a little bit of progress without feeling like that FOMO thing. So that's yeah. kind of nice. Uh, uh, we talked about that game quite a bit on episode 163. Yeah, and you can go back and listen to it there. It's it's pretty much the same game, but uh, it's, yeah. it is... They have one cool mode that I think really puts it over the top for me, which is there's this new mode that I didn't play in the beta where each side has like is trying to collect gold, trying to hoard gold because you're dragons. Um, (laughs) And uh, there's like creeps that fly around and you kill them for their gold and then take it back to your base. But if an enemy kills you, they take your gold that you're carrying. And then there's a couple other there's a mechanic where like a key will show up and it locks both goal gold repositories and you have to pick up the key to unlock yours. But if you get killed with the key, then the enemy takes the key and then they can put it in theirs. So it's really fun. It's, it's pretty dynamic mode. That's actually fairly complex, um, which is cool. The only negative I have to say about that game is uh, it's uh, dragons. Don't fuck. Well, I don't know. You get eggs. You, I got an egg. You can you can slam them into each other real good. The so. f- the fucking's implied because there's a whole <laughs> mechanic around. They're just cosmetic that the different kinds of dragons don't change anything. There's different classes that play differently, but yeah, um, the dragons are cosmetic. But you you have like an egg hatching system where you like drop an egg in and it like goes like it's okay, like, you need to play five games and then yeah, the dragon like five hatches matches or something. Yeah, 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 and then it's like defeat 30 opponents and then it gets a little bit older and you can like watch it grow up it's cute and fun um yeah that's interesting I, so i haven't thought about that game since playing the alpha or whatever it was it's good I remember it's my, weird oh sorry the only, the only problem i had with it was like parts of it just felt almost too arcadey it was like you didn't quite have as much control as you wanted most of the time it, especially in terms uh, of like projectiles etc yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think if that bothered you then, it's pretty much the same game now. It's a little more, yeah. um, I think they tightened up the the balance a little bit, kind of, but it's still a pretty hard game, I, I find. Um cool. It's like, I definitely have games where there's people smoking me, and I'm like, Jesus, this is, how are they, I can't even fire off one fireball, um, but... I like it, and uh, I think they're going to maybe sell characters, like classes in the future. That might be the, the one gameplay thing. But uh, it launched with three classes, and there's none to buy right now, so uh, they don't seem to be going too hard on that. But I would recommend checking it out. It's free, so go give it a look if you like flying games at all. You, I think it's a mouse dragons. game, personally, but yeah, if you like dragons, too. And I think it has skill-based matchmaking, so even if you have a rough few games, you you can kind of get into your kind of level of play because my games got better as I played a little bit and I don't think that I got much better. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's worth checking out even if it don't, don't be scared off by my saying that there are people who are good at it (laughs) playing it. Um, I also downloaded that Godfall challenger edition, which is 
extremely weird. I'll say that game seems kind of cool and I might get it while it's on sale because it seems like a fine pickup for it's like 25 bucks. It's on PS Plus. No, it's not. The Challenger edition is on PS yeah, Plus. Yeah, I mean, isn't the Challenger the Challenger edition is just like the no. post game, like the end well, game, isn't it? Yes, but it doesn't it's none include None of the story, but it doesn't include the it's also limited time. It's only available until the beginning of January. Wait, what? Yes, it is not a it is a Wait. trial basically. Wait, I thought Nope. <laughs> Wait, I... they're putting they're putting a t- Yes, people are pissed. This isn't Wait. The PlayStation 5 game for December is on PS Plus is a trial basically. They insist there's literally a a, a news story where the whatever they're called Challenger whatever counterplay games insists that Godfall Challenger edition is not a trial, but it's 100% a trial. You can play it until like January 6th, you can play it on Epic until like December 20 something. And then it's done. Uh, uh That's a new trend. It's even worse than I thought. What yeah. the fuck? It's it's weird. The thing that it does is I mean that game's fairly fun. It's not like I would have felt pretty shitty if i had bought it for 80 bucks or whatever it was when it might have been 60 um but uh review on reviews on the site (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot of the stuff that seems bad about it from the review uh it's not really present in the end game the end game seems pretty fun and interesting and i'm kind of into it because it doesn't again it's another game that does not have dailies or weeklies it just has like you just play it when you want to play it and you progress when you play it or you don't play it for a month and it's fine. Your stuff's all the same way it was when you left it. So I have a friend that's interested in it. I'll probably pick it up on Epic on sale because I kind of like it. But yeah, it's <laughs> Challenger Edition's a weird fucking thing. Because um, what's weird about the Challenger Edition too is they don't give you all of the Valor plates, the different like classes of which there are 12. You only get two. I think maybe you can craft the other ones if you play enough of the end game, but like I don't want to play the end game trial shit. I want to play the game. Like I want to get a I want to get to end game for real and play it <laughs> if I'm going to play it. And for all I know if you buy it, you might get the ability to just play the end game right away, but like when you launch it, it says like Godfall and there's a big lock over it. And then it says Godfall Challenger Edition. And you can click on that. And it lets you do. And I played it on PlayStation 2 for what it's worth. So uh, this is all from the PlayStation version. Um, and maybe the Challenger Edition is sticking around on PS Plus And you're going to be able to play it whenever. But uh, like if I, I they don't... released a thing that was not going to be. Like that's just that's and that's a bad use of the the system and oh no uh, no i'm not arguing yeah what the uh, fuck yeah uh i don't know how counterplay talks sony into that one it's a very so creative it, it will be at least it will be sold and maybe i'm wrong maybe it's on ps plus forever because they're going to sell it for 15 bucks the challenger edition which I guess yeah. then you could just have it forever. It's a very weird way to release a game. Uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, but the way that they, the, I definitely saw marketing in like the trailer or something that said like play for free December 7th to January 6th or something like that. That might just be the, uh, 
like the window it's available it's on, on yeah on yeah PS that Plus. could totally be true if so but they're messaging seventh, it very poorly the, but the seventh is a friday not december a, 7th like, was when challenger the challenger two, edition dropped no well, but no but i'm oh wait until when when is the i don't date? remember i'm i don't know i i pulled that out of my ass okay. i have no yeah, idea because yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh like if it's still like december or january 4th or like probably not the 11th will update before then i assume because like it's tuesdays is when it updates right so yeah if it's like till january 11th maybe but that's that's wild okay well no idea. yeah maybe you can claim it on epic also until then too but it's a weird thing like if it's i just don't know what the like i'm still not totally clear on so should you just not play the non-challenger edition at all and if so this thing is kind of like it does sort of drop you in there's some trailization i don't know it's weird the game itself seems pretty fun the 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 combat is not great but it's 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 a it's a decent like i don't know it scratches as much of the same itch for me as something like diablo that i'm like eh, i'll just fuck around with it for an evening over some beers and with friends uh, so eh, try it if you got PS plus or the Epic game store and I could be wrong. Maybe it's available forever. I don't know. Uh, I mean, did, I mean, the way it was messaged, if they are going to sell it for $15. So I'd hope. Yeah. yeah. The way they message it well, makes it seem very much like it's a limited time thing. But, unless, uh, unless they're treating it like, you know, the Mario collection with its limited yeah. availability. Because <laughs> you know, because you know, definitely those two are on equal footing. Mario and Godfall. It's yeah. got trophies, I guess. Yeah, like I said, Mario it's doesn't really have weird. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing because yeah, this looks like it's gonna be around now. The stuff I'm looking at, so I don't, I don't know. Uh. But so it doesn't game. have the expansions or the story content. So, okay. So is this, or is this aimed at brand new players? Like, is it? Yes. Uh, like it's, it's aimed it's at specifically people, not people sure. who yeah. have finished it already. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's, that's exactly so what it's aimed at. It's, it's very strange. I mean, I think it sounds like what it, the reasoning is that the story is boring. <laughs> And yeah. not very good. And so, so that's why play it? it? Yes. that's This <laughs> seems to be them acknowledging that the story content sucks. You also cannot matchmake within the story. You can play with a friend directly, but it led a bunch of people to think that the game doesn't have matchmaking, which is one of the reasons why I think it didn't have any legs. Because people were like, what, I can't co-op with anyone oh. but my friends? In the end game you can match make so once it actually gets hard you can match make with random people um it's a so it doesn't have any legs that's why the god falls i understand yes exactly yeah yeah their legs just straight out from under them but i don't know the art's cool it has some cool enemies there's one boss that i played in the challenger edition it's pretty fun um it definitely in the I play you play it in like the tutorial and then you go back and play it again and and because you play the tutorial that you get in the base game and then you go back to it at end game and it's like oh wow this is actually a lot different fighting it at 
end game than it was in this tutorial, which is kind of fun. Um, so I don't know. It's worth worth checking it out. It, at, it's worth zero dollars that you paid for it. One hundred percent. Yes, I might yeah. even pay twenty five bucks to get the full game on Epic to play with a friend, even though the story is bad. Because maybe it's bad in a fun way. I don't know. Like Diablo among us can say. Like I mean, the Diablo story is fucking trash. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's great to play with friends. Diablo two has a kind of cool story, but yeah, but like Diablo three story is gibberish. Yeah, like if you're just gonna sit there and play the game with a friend, just like talking and not really paying attention to the words, but just blasting fools that is then that's a great yes. that's a great experience this is exactly the kind of thing i'm looking for from this game and i think for some people they're gonna go but this sucks and then i love diablo but i don't really like diablo that much so this is kind of a good substitute um I, and i'm i'm down with like the armor they're they're doing like the the plates and stuff i think that's just cool but hearing about some of like the mechanics and like the different it sounded like for I think from Austin Walker talking about it that like different like fire and ice or like you know the different abilities or different like damage types basically made no difference in like what was happening at least in the story and then also when you'd fight bosses if you got like killed for whatever reason yeah and it just went back kept to the boss it lower room, they just they had so like, the, both of those things like, i think are different at end game i can tell you for sure the boss oh. thing is different at end game okay because you the way that they it's dumb that they have to do it this way but basically at least in the mode that i played there's one mode that there's three different end game things you can do one of them is um like a tower that you're climbing and it's roguelike you die and you go back to the beginning um and that, of course, you know, your run's done when you when you die. And then there's one where you, like, do, like, they're, like, dreams where you play back through levels, basically, of the story, but with modifiers. And they can make them totally different. It's basically just reusing the geometry, which is what all these games do. Um, and uh, in that one, when you encounter a boss, it, like, closes the dream. So you either have to kill the boss to win or you die and you're done. And you have to start it over. So Sick. the end game stuff does not have the, um, the the same issues. I don't know about the elemental stuff. I would assume that that is also more relevant Maybe. in the end game because it does seem like there are additional complexities to the way that enemies work at end game. But I can't say that for a certainty. I just know that it's relatively fun to play. It's pretty attack and slash. It's like you're light and heavy attacks. They're <laughs> they do the thing that some games do that make me laugh, where it's like. The weapons have combos, but all of their com every weapon's combo is hit the light attack three times, then hit the heavy attack. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's like, <laughs> are we really doing? You don't need to. You go to the training area and it shows you like the weapon combos up, and it's like you didn't really need to put that on the screen. I they all work the same. They're different. They feel different. <laughs> they have different abilities, so they're they they're not the same. But they're the, the way the you button use input. the buttons you press are the same. <laughs> uh, but. Anyway, it's kind of cool. It, people might enjoy uh, if you like those kinds of loot games. And the loot is kind of cool too. It's there's a lot of you have like I was worried. The thing I was worried about with that game is since the valor plates are your armor, like what what's the point of loot? But they have like several different slots that that they make up. They don't appear cosmetic at all. But uh, they like make up different stat boosts, so you can do some. I you got can do some rings, builds. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, got a, a, yep. I got a cup for my junk. I got. I a, wish, like a, but 
No, it's like a two rings, a life gem, an amulet, and then a something else. A banner, I think is what it's called. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. The thing I, I also played, I guess this is also kind of a quick hit because I only played one level, but um, I was finally, since it's coming out in 1.0, I finally just pulled the trigger on GTFO. I've been wanting mm. to play that game like for like well over a year now, but my friends always like won't do it because the way they the marketing on that game sucks so bad and it's like do you like to get fucked by your games do you like your games to treat you like shit and the answer in my case is yes i do but uh <laughs> for most people who are sane they see that and go no i'm not playing this <laughs> uh and um so it kind of my friends are like this game looks like it's way too hard which i can't blame them uh but turns out it's it's not it's fine it's it's not that bad it's you have to think about it it's like playing left for dead at on like hard difficulty and i only did the first level and they get harder as you go so i'm sure the later game levels are really tough but you can you can get into this game without it blowing you away um but it is uh it's it's i think it's pretty cool i'm enjoying it a lot it is uh if you haven't seen it, the concept is you are a prisoner in like a sci-fi world where they just like tell you, hey, if you can complete these objectives, then maybe we'll let you out early. And then they just plunge you into a, the depths of these horrendous facilities that are full of horrific creatures and then tell you figure it out. Um, and the game kind of tells you that too. Like when you launch it, it says like, click and hold to inject on a big screen and then you do that and then it just shows and then it says like connect to the rundown and you click that button and then it's just a map there's no there's and then there's a options menu for changing your settings but like there's no tutorial there's no this is how things work they link to a youtube video that explains the concept of rundowns which is the big thing that makes me interested in this game, which is where every, every arbitrary set of time that the developers set, the whole game gets like trashed and they put a new set of levels in. And that's like the game is like, imagine if all that destiny was, was doing raids, but then the raids every two weeks, they were like, all right, this raid's not available anymore. You're done. Here's a new one. And that was the whole game. That's kind of what GTFO is it's not as complex as destiny raids. Like it doesn't have as much puzzle salt. What well, it has a lot of puzzles and stuff, but there's more shared content from, from uh rundown to rundown than there is in destiny raids. But uh, it's really cool. Um, the gameplay is a lot of sneaking uh, cause there's scary monsters all over the place. You got to bop them with hammers and spears and stuff to kill them. But when it gets hot, it gets hot, and the guns are very cool. <laughs> they feel very fun to shoot, and uh, it gets very hectic, and you can get killed very easily and overwhelmed at, while you're trying to like complete objectives and pick through the facility. You have to do things like go to terminals. Like At first, it was like, you got to go to zone 80 in the objective in the upper left and get the antimatter wave projector. Man. And so you Love find the, the antimatter wave projector exactly yeah you find the door that says go to zone that get like it has like a you can go to zone 80 through here basically and you try to open it and it's like sorry you need the key and then you got to go find a terminal 
and type into the terminal query space Every time. key underscore orange underscore four five and then it goes if, pinging pink querying querying and then it goes key underscore orange underscore four five is in zone 77 and then you got to find the door to zone 77 that's and fun. you got to pick through but, and, and it's uh, but every, every time what? you say the terminal i just think tom hanks and Catherine zeta jones are in it <laughs> 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 they'd be but, right at home but, but that does seem kind of of course yeah yeah uh <laughs> and then you have to like once you find the area like you'll find the zone that the key you want is in you someone one player has to go to the terminal and ping the key type like ping space key underscore orange score underscore 45 and that's interesting then then the key will emit a noise and the other player has to go find it and stuff and i think there's a lot of different things i think they reuse each of these little objectives but there's a lot of different ones to do in the first level there's really just that one and then you do things like well now we're going to go open a door and then it's like hey, this door has a security alarm on it, which means that the things are going to fucking come because Gross. they're, well, <laughs> not that, not in that way. The things are going to fucking arrive, the monsters. Um, and the monsters are pretty unsettling. And so you have to set your turrets up and be ready to defend while you hold the point and it clears out the alarm um, and the gun. And that's when you get to kind of go loud and shoot stuff. And it's pretty fun. Um, and there's a lot of moments where, like at one point my friend uh who i was playing with who i really enjoy playing stuff with the, the, we there was a hallway and there was like three or there's like four guys and generally you want to handle them with stealth but when you get close to them they do sort of, sort of pop off and they can, can do a lot of damage really fast so i was like i don't know what we should do here because there's four in the hallway we don't know how many are in the room if we try to take them out all in melee, the other ones are going to wake up while we're killing the first two. And, and I'm, we're kind of staring at it. And then he was like, so anyway, I started blasting and just opened (laughs) up and lit them up (laughs) and it worked out fine. But I was like, Oh God, we don't even know what's around the corner. Uh, so it's, it's very fun. Cause I think the more, sounds more engaging than like a left for dead. And especially with, it is for me. Yeah. the, 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 there's definitely like loud, quiet, loud, dynamics to it too where you're going from um lots of shooting to lots of sneaking to sequences where there's not even really enemies around you're just kind of scrounging around for for stuff like there's um there isn't really a progression system in the game there's no like level or battle pass or anything maybe they'll add battle passes eventually i don't know it has some cosmetics that you can unlock through just playing it and completing levels there's a little checklist on how you get the cosmetics but it's kind of confusing to me because a lot of the ui is intentionally obtuse um in a way that i think works for what they're trying to do uh and um the but but there's these artifact these boosters you can get which are like modifiers for your character and they're consumable and you can get them you can if you explore enough you'll find artifacts in the environment and for each one you pick up it increases the odds that you'll get a booster of that type there's three different types at the end so there's a little bit of like reasons to explore the space and stuff um and then ammo also is very tight so and health too so there's a lot of reasons to want to try to find ammo and and health uh so i like that dynamic i think people who really love left for dead might get a little turned off because it's not constant shooting you're not just like running and shooting all the time like you do in those games it's it is there there are long sequences the levels are long and there are long sequences where you are like crawling around 
not fighting and doing like, sneaking and avoiding and stuff. Like how long would a round be? Like in typically I would say in Left for Dead to do a complete chapter or whatever it probably takes, you know, maybe 45 minutes. Yeah, this is like an hour minimum I think for each like level. I think they get up to being around like two to two to two and a half hours. Um, if you when you get to the higher difficulties, they did add two things that they did add that I think this is the game changer that makes it work for me. One, they added bots. So they say up front the bots are not smart enough to make the game soloable. You do need at least another player. You can play it solo with three bots if you want to, but it's very hard because the bots are not that good. Um, because to keep them from fucking up and alerting enemies they tend to like just stay away from them and let you deal with them until it gets loud so it's kind of like it's hard because there's situations where you want two people to line up and like kill two enemies stealth kill at once so that neither one wakes the other one up kind of thing um and the bots just don't do that uh but they totally make it playable with two people. My friend and I, I mean, the higher difficulty levels, maybe not the lower, the lower in the complex missions, but my friend and I didn't have any, it wasn't very hard at all. To, we died a couple of times, one time because we didn't know what was going to happen and shit popped off and the other time because of a bug. Uh, but the bug was really easily remedied once we knew what it was. Basically an AI got stuck in a wall and we needed all four of us on a point to get it to activate. And, um, all I had to do was, and then we died because I didn't know what was going on. But then all I had to do was kick the bot and then open the slot back up to bots. And then it rejoined a bot right next to us. Um, but they did that. And then they also introduced checkpoints. So for a long time, the game was like, if you die, you're done. You have to start Starting the whole over. level over, which yeah. would be very frustrating in this game because because of the ways in which it is very slow. It's interesting when you're seeing a level for the first time, but I wouldn't call each level super replayable because it's only it's not fun to ping the key when you already know where it is and it's just kind of a chore to get there. Um, so the checkpoints, I think, help a lot. So with that stuff in mind, it's I think it's much more playable for for more people. Um, and uh, the, there's also some story stuff, too, that I don't. I can't really say much about because it's delivered via audio log, but not in the shitty, like everyone stop way. This audio log was like, we just kept going and it was playing in the background. It was interesting. And the world is like super fucked up and grim dark, which I like a lot. Um, and it has interesting stuff. And I, I don't want to even say the other narrative thing that happens because I think it's more fun if you just experience it. But there was a moment where we were like, whoa, what the fuck? And it was only it was only like a very minor thing. But I'm I'm very curious to see what this game has in it in that way. It may be that it never actually materializes into anything coherent, but or you have to play like multiple like seasons of rundowns and or whatever they call them. But. Yeah, who knows? Um this one, they don't have the time limit on it up yet, so I don't know how long it's going to be available for. But yeah. I mean, usually um, it seems like they last a couple months. Yeah, they they claim in their little explainer video that sometimes they have shorter ones and sometimes they have longer ones, so I don't know. Weirdly, I don't have the FOMO issue with this game. Like, I don't feel like I have to do every rundown. It's more just like, hey, it's kind of cool that if I put it down for a couple months and come back that there will be a different set of levels to do. Yeah. Um, that's enough for me. Because the story is interesting, but it's all stuff you could get in 
yeah. by by listening to. I'm sure that there will be people who compile that stuff <laughs> if it actually yeah. is interesting. Um, but I think this, if you, bottom line for me, this game is very much like what if you took like Left 4 Dead and Returnal and smashed them together and what came out of it was something a little more hardcore and horror. Although Returnal is really hard, so it's, you know, it's not as hard as, nothing in the level we played last night was as hard as stuff I've seen in Returnal yet, but it was also the first level out of four depths, so. Uh, I wonder if more games, let's say like a Back for Blood, or if Left 4 Dead had even done the same kind of thing, uh, or like a Vermintide or whatever, if those games would have, I wonder what the communities around those games would be like if they took a more, like the GTFO model of, okay, we've got a couple levels here. You can play through those and then we're going to rotate them out. They're gone. Here's a new set of levels to keep it fresh. Cause like left for dead, you could play a lot, but then it was basically got to be basically the same every time. And like you were saying, you mostly just kind of shoot through those levels. There's a little bit of like, you know, Oh, hold this objective. But if it they like changed it up more often and it wasn't the exact same yeah. levels every time, I wonder yeah. what that would have done for the communities around those games. And while life. it's while it's not the same game or type of game, I think that's what Apex does with their ranked modes. Is for sure. like yeah. a couple weeks or whatever, the ranked mode will only be on this map. And like, it, so if I think you, it, if, doesn't it change like hourly now? I think it changes, or maybe that's just no. The, it's it's at least weeks oh no sure. maybe that's the maybe that's casual the, uh just the casual mode is like maybe. every like 45 yeah. minutes it changes or something uh, yeah yeah maybe. i, think I don't know but but that it, stuff works is it's really cool yeah and but the thing is the community seems like it has highs and lows because like if yeah. what, what's it called king's canyon comes up everyone's like oh fuck well i guess i'm not playing ranked for the next few weeks because i hate that map and then you know if one comes up that they love then everybody's in again so it's it it seems like it yeah. can be good, but it can also be it can you know yeah, it, yeah. it ebbs You're and flows. Always gonna have highs and lows. I yeah. think from the thing that is most compelling to me about the whole rundown concept, because let's be honest, it's not like each time they do a new rundown, it's like a new game campaign. Like there's gonna be no. cro- they're gonna use the same enemies, they're gonna use similar objectives, they're gonna use similar geometry with different layouts for the levels. Sure. Like, but even that can be refreshing. And and it's the the thing that is compelling to me is. Because I believe they've done this over early access. I've kind of barely paid attention to this game while it's been in early access, but because the aesthetic is like off the charts for me, it's like my it's my favorite movie is Alien. So give me like fucked up industrial sci-fi is like <laughs> it's yeah. like that and dark from soft fantasy art. It's like the two <laughs> things that I could just look at forever. Oh, what um, was the, Miyazaki's Alien? There we go. What, what was uh, the Dark Souls like that was all sci-fi? The Surge. Surge. I should play that game because that game has art I really like yeah. a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. some um, neat ideas. I was going to say that seems uh, exactly anyway. what you were just describing. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, 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 the understanding that I have is that sometimes in a rundown, it's just like, and you know, this kind of happened with the story thing I don't really want to talk about. You're just playing it and it's like, yeah, this is another rundown. And then something happens and it's like, oh, we've not seen this before. Fuck. Shit. Okay. So I think they do use rundowns to sometimes say like, oh, now there's a totally new thing nobody's ever seen before. And they do it a little bit more consistently than 
like, hey, here's a new expansion. It allows them to kind of yeah. like sneak in stuff that is not big enough to sell to you, but is significant. Um, oh, shit. Which is neat. The, the Ghostbusters, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also the weapons that are available rotate out. I kind of, another refreshing thing about this game for me, which is this is a thing I go back and forth about with my game tastes all the time, but they're, you don't have to unlock guns that you can just pick from the whole, all the guns are available from the start and the guns again, fucking rule. The shooting in this game is really good. Uh, and so it's fun to, to, to just be able to like, look at the whole loadout menu and go like, oh, do I want a shotgun? Do I want a pistol? Do I want a revolver? Do I want to, and all of the guns feel rel- like they have a good use since it's not PVP. Like I took an SMG and a shotgun, the SMG just fucking is an S it does not shoot very accurately at all, especially not if they're more than 10 feet away from you. And it makes it feel like, Oh man, it would have been useful if I had had an AR, but also when they do get up in your face, which happens a lot, it's a good spray weapon and the shotgun, there's two different ones. Like there's a sort of medium range auto loading one that fires faster. And that one is rundown specific. So it's only going to be available during this rundown. And then there's one that isn't that's a more of a pump shotgun that's closer range. And um, the trade-offs feel like tangible and interesting between them. So uh, that cool. stuff, the, the weapon dynamics seem pretty good and feel like <clears throat> more than just different rates of fire. Like Back for Blood to me, the guns just feel like they fire at different rates. That's kind of like, and then the shotgun shoots more bullets at once. But it, it yeah. they don't feel like substantial to me and they don't feel like they have weight and, and like good gun feel i guess uh which gtfo has so anyway yeah it's it's like 25 percent off right now i think maybe i'm not sure if the price went up and then they put it on sale to put it back I at the early access price i th- uh, that might be what i they think did, that's what they I did do believe the plan was to raise the price yeah. mm-hmm. it was always all along they said it was going to go up when it hit 1.0 and they were clear this this wasn't like a shadow drop they they put out a I guess like a thing a few weeks ago that was like, Hey, last chance to get the game at early access price 1.0 coming soon. Um, but, uh, as like a 1.0 thing for the first two weeks, you can still get it for 30 bucks instead of 40. Uh, and I think it is well worth 30 bucks. It is a, it is a enjoyable game. If you like co-op shooters, even if you don't like horror games, one of my friends was like, Oh, I don't want to play that. It looks way too scary. It's definitely creepy. The enemies are really creepy and gross, but it's not really a jump. There were no jump scares. There was one time when I turned around and there was an enemy there that I didn't expect. And I kind of went like, Ooh, but it wasn't a jump scare. There's not really any like out of nowhere. Something screams and isn't in your face at all. It's pretty fine. Uh, I like the, I think the the thing that's stopping me from playing it, like I would have jumped on a while ago, but there's no matchmaking for it. And so there is. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, because before it was like, oh no, yep. this is like requires a lot of coordination, and so yeah, for a long gotta, time there like, was you have no to get your own crew together. Okay, no, if there's matchmaking now, there now yep. and yep. now I know you playing it, so if I can uh, bots and matchmaking, maybe I can. I'm gonna dip into uh, the Discord this weekend. I haven't seen if the community is like real trash. I don't know if the matchmaking is because yeah. I think you yeah. kind of need to voice chat, and yeah, um, I'm cool with voice chatting with strangers if they're not shit bags but if they're yeah. gonna be assholes and i don't want to engage there's <laughs> but also they might be cool i don't know matchmaking and games like this are also kind of a mixed bag because like while 
Left 4 Dead did have like your AI coordinator that switched things up every time. I, I always encountered if you match made with people who have played the same map like a billion times that they're just going to run through it and they give you no chance to like kind of figure the stuff out. It's like you're being guided by the hand. So well, and it, then they and then if you don't know what to do and you mess something up, they're like, what the fuck? Why don't so, you know yeah. what to do? What I yeah. will say is I think that the whole point of this game having the whole rundown yeah. concept is specifically to eliminate yes. that. Yeah. Um, that's my understanding anyway is there's no real reason to replay levels in this game um, I, that I can see. So I, I would assume, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are, they beat yeah. the whole thing in two days and then they go back and play through it again. Cause that's just the way that they are. But um, there's not really a reason to do that because there's no, like, like I said, there's no battle pass or anything. So I think largely the idea is when you're matchmaking with people, there's definitely going to be people that go like, Oh, we need to find a key. So they maybe can go through the motions faster, but it's not, it doesn't have the same like laser focus on beginnings to end play that a lot of that stuff has. Uh, Cause I encounter that in Warframe whenever I do my Warframe dip uh-huh. in my annual Warframe <laughs> month of fever dream yeah. where, um, those Warframes maps are procedural general. Or not, they're not all procedural, but sure. whatever. It's, it's chunks. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You you Whenever you jump in, if you match make, there's people who just don't fight anything. They just sprint to the end of the level. And, <laughs> and, and you can fucking move <laughs> through yes. those levels. You can go through the whole level in like a minute and a half if you just like sprint and know where you're going. So uh, it's like kind of not fun to play with those people because they don't want to fight anything they just want to go to the end of the level and get the completion rewards uh so i totally feel that but i think in gtfo you can't really do that the one thing i worry about is if people are like there's friendly fire um (laughs) and there's no way to turn it off and so i I would be nervous that i would shoot somebody and then they'd get really fucking mad (laughs) that's the one thing so rainbow rainbow six siege i see (laughs) yeah i mean no friendly fire doesn't bother or friendly fire being on doesn't bother me i think that's interesting um and it yeah but it yeah it's it's funny uh so i don't know yeah i'm excited about it i'm gonna i'm gonna play more of it uh and maybe dip into the discord a bit and see if there's see see what the vibe is in the community for playing with match made people uh but definitely seems like a game you would like if you like the the last thing i'll say the the way the level starts i don't know if every level starts this way or just the first one in a rundown but you're like it's a, you, you're in this like pod that says hydrostasis and your guy goes like, <gasps> and it says like hydrostasis, like, um, ended or something, whatever. And then you're like pulled out of like a, a, there's like a big, huge pit with all these pods around it and you're pulled out of the pod and then the front of it comes off and then you can, and your guys like really freaked the fuck out and you can see like your three teammates around and then it just like drops you like a carnival ride elevator just hurtling through (laughs) the darkness it gave me a little bit of vertigo because it's like it's like how they hide the loading screen but it's really effective because you're just like hurtling downwards and you can tell that there's just like cave walls flying past you (laughs) and then you get down to the level and it like uncurls the the pot the cage and lets everybody out it's very effective it sets the tone for what you're doing very well where it's just like yo this shit is really fucked up and you're gonna die uh it's it's good and then you arrive in zion and there's a bunch of like tentacly robot monsters around you know it does kind of have that like there's a little bit of that vibe for sure 
cool. yeah. Um, you you could definitely make this a matrix game with just if you just change the gross monster zombie monster things, which are kind of like I guess they're almost like Left for Dead clickers kind of. If you change them into uh, Wait, not Left for Dead, sorry, I meant Last, Last of, of Us clickers. Last of Us clickers. Um, okay. Yeah, one of the forty thousand zombie games. Uh, the the if you change them to like Agent Smiths, then it could easily be a Matrix game. So you know, <laughs> think about that. It's not Starbreeze that makes that anymore, but. And then you gotta. Then you can fuck Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I don't want to fuck anything that's in GTFO. <laughs> Let's I just be very they, clear about that. What? Wait, wait. Are you implying that Keanu Reeves is in GTFO? Maybe that'd be cool. That could, well, Keanu Reeves was in Payday, wasn't he? Was he? Was there, there was like a John Wick know. skin, huh? Yeah, I think, I think so. there was a John Wick skin. Yeah, and this is GTFO is made by X Payday developers. So yeah, there maybe. was. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. Yeah, I never maybe, saw that. You never know. I feel like we talked about that on the show. Maybe I don't know. No. I don't think so. It happened in 2014. Oh, I will okay, say well, too. Never mind. <laughs> I've never been able to understand why people like Payday, and I like this game a lot. So if it just if if I know a couple of people who are like, oh, I don't really like Payday, and it's the same people, um, this game is doesn't feel like Payday at all. So I wouldn't wouldn't worry about that. Okay. Well, you're you're selling me on it, and you've revealed some key information that makes oh, yeah. me yeah. more likely to pick it up now. Because I I've looked at it on my wish list. I've had it on my oh, wish I know. list Same. for like since it came out, basically, and been like, I just don't like living in Japan. I don't. I didn't have it's tough. the. Yeah. Uh, like you know the group like the consistent like oh i can get people together because like even now like being on like vacation it's still like eh, finding people that are free is uh is a challenge but if there's matchmaking and like you're playing it now it's like okay maybe i can get some time in there but uh yeah i, I want to check it out because it seems neat mm-hmm. yeah i think it's it's very cool uh Next up, yeah. Alex, you're hey. you're still on your you walk a lonely road, the only road that we've ever known. It's not that lonely. There's a lot of people on that road actually. Dozens of us. Yeah. Dozens. Well, not us cuz I'm not on it, but dozens of people at least, at least at least at, at dozens least. of cat boys. Oh my god, there's so many cat boys. It's cat hilarious. Boy, uh, uh, cat fr- boy. Friend of the site, uh, Amy, who you've seen on Twitter as Attack Power, probably. Um, she has become absolutely ravenous about cat boys over the past few months. And there are some... Cat boys are friends, not food. Yeah. Well, that's true. But she's ravenous about them in other ways. Um, and like, there's a significant Catboy representation in this video game. So this video game, of course, being Final Fantasy 14, which we've talked wait, about. Wait, wait, for... wait, wait. Sorry, not Catboy. Bunny Boys. There we go. That's oh, there's also Bunny Boys. Bunny there's... Boys. Yeah, because yes. those are new. Yes, those are added. And people are quite pleased with how hot they are um, because they're very tall and uh, kind of femboy e in a lot of ways but also very masculine in other ways so people are people are loving them uh there's They're also the only class that has a dong slider for dong size slider right so yeah and it, and it has jiggle physics of course um but the like saints row three yeah exactly the the nice thing about bunny boys is that they also appear in the story and there's a couple 
really great bunny boys and they all have like nordic accents so like uh any bunny race you see typically like one of the main bunnies in endwalker or sorry in uh, shadowbringers who pat you would have encountered uh is a very very icelandic actor and she fucking rules and she's very cool yeah and there's another couple bunny boys i've encountered here who are one sounds very norwegian and another sounds icelandic as well which is great (laughs) but yes this is the new Endwalker expansion, which I started, I think, last week. I think we talked yeah, about, we talked it. about I was like, it. I was like an hour in. I was like in the first area. I have now completed the fourth area. Um, I'm not sure how to define the metrics of where I am in the story. I'm, at, I'm like halfway through level 86 out of 90. And I know that beyond 90, it goes quite a bit. So probably around halfway. And okay. damn, it's, it's really good. Like... The first the first week, it was hard to kind of gauge the reception because everybody was still kind of at the same place. Everyone was still waiting in a queue to log in. Thankfully, I've not encountered that (laughs) issue playing on Japanese servers and typically playing it like they're 3 a.m. But but um, that has been an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. And there's a couple ways around that. Um, I can maybe post some links in the show notes or something. If people listening are encountering that issue. When you're in the login screen, you can right click on your character and be like, log into a different world and that it'll automatically put you into a world that's less congested. It just means you won't be able to do certain things like you can't uh, sell things or buy things from a retainer and stuff like that you can do on your home world. But uh, but it'll at least get you to play the the story. Um, but yeah, like so in league when servers were down, you could put in the Konami code on your keyboard and then it would be like, OK, you can log in. <laughs> really i don't think it works anymore like in iRacing that wouldn't the servers down but there'd be like there's a login queue or like something's like making it so you can't log in you just put in the konami code in iRacing to prevent people from like hacking it to do this when their servers are down they just let you test drive any car even ones you don't own and they make it into like a feature because otherwise (laughs) while the servers are down people will just figure out how to do that anyway because all the firewalls are on your computer and there's nothing for it to authenticate (laughs) when you launch it so that's that's wonderful yeah sadly this isn't quite the workaround people are doing here but that is very funny uh but yeah no so the queues have been uh pretty intense especially in the north american servers i think because just there's been a lot more people playing and uh it's basically final fantasy is a victim of its own success in that sense it really interestingly actually um so these are all on production servers obviously and uh apparently the square team they actually turned on their staging servers which is like what they use for testing and routed a whole bunch of traffic to those also to try and alleviate it which if you don't know like devops infrastructure that is not trivial like that's a lot of work so they're they're actually doing a lot to try and fix this and like there's a message that yoshi p had put out saying like hey we're sorry uh we're gonna give you guys at least seven days extra of play time uh you know for lost time and stuff like that and they've been they've been very good about it and the community has largely been pretty patient uh anyways yeah so last week i was only a couple of a couple of quests into the first uh area the first main parts of the story and it was pretty slow i would say the first two areas of endwalker are very slow kind of a realm reborny in that sense and you're actually going back to some of those realm reborn topics and uh subjects and stuff like that and then once you get to the third area and the fourth area it books it goes and the story goes in some really crazy places really fast 
Like, um, it, uh, it's really difficult to talk about without being spoilery. Um, but one of the things that happens in the fourth area, uh, feels like it should be the end of the game and it's not even halfway through. Like it's basically you're, you're dealing with a concept that has been in place since a realm reborn and you're putting an end to it. And you're like, wait, this feels like it should be the last dungeon of the entire game, but what? (laughs) So (laughs) it's, it's going for it in some really interesting ways. And I would say at its highest points is as good, if not better than Shadowbringers. And I've been destroying the concept of the Praetorium. That's that's (laughs) what you do, right? Yeah. It's basically what you're Praetorium from the game. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're queuing your character in game is queuing for an in game Praetorium. And then they get into it and they're like, Oh fuck. Well, here goes the next hour. So instead you're breaking the computers in game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow. Yeah. Going into the server structure and deleting all the Praetorium files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's basically inscription, but, uh final fantasy Um, spoilers (laughs) whatever it's not it's yes no i'm kidding it's it's a joke (laughs) it's been been like a couple months (laughs) it's a joke it's also not really it's also not really a joke but you don't know what it's spoiling yeah um uh anyways yeah this stuff like it's again it's really difficult to talk about without getting into spoilers for pretty much everything shadowbringers on and stuff you haven't yet seen in shadowbringers pat because i know you you kind of fell off but i'll get back to it i'll play through it someday yeah like it's i really want to talk about it but this is neither the time nor place i will just say that people who have finished it are saying that if shadowbringers was 10 out of 10 they're they're saying this is 11 out of 10 for them and i can see why i'm not quite there i'm like this is probably a 10 out of 10 for me i don't know if it's 11 out of 10 uh but i will say um once you're around the halfway point you really start understanding what they're going for and what the subjects they're tackling are like, you know, in previous ones, they've tackled things like, uh, refugees. They've tackled things like, um, political corruption or religious corruption and stuff like that. And this one, like, again, no spoilers, but it appears to be going straight after mental health and depression in a really fascinating way. Like not heavy handed, not, um, preachy, just like very, very realistic and very fascinating um and it's 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 really good so far so i'm when we finish this podcast and it's posted i'm probably going to take a break and then jump straight back into it because it's it's propelling the story is propelling right along like it's hot fast pace and really 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 good that's good it feels that was like my struggle with uh with uh one of my struggles with shadowbringers was like strong start and then it was like, okay, getting to know this world, it's interesting, and then, oh, things are really picking up, and then it was kind of like, okay, hold on, we know things picked up, but let's slow down for a while, and that was the point when I was like, but no, we were moving, and I kind of, it's, it's good to know that that's, that the story just kind of goes in Endwalker, that's good. Yeah, and in, in Shadowbringers, there's definitely points where it slows down, like, especially when you get into the forest and stuff, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll it slows down for probably about a couple hours but then it picks straight back up and yeah it thrusts you into some pretty bonkers stuff and yeah i will say again big props to uh natsuko ishikawa the writer of both because 
she is certainly cementing herself as just like a writer to be paying attention to for the foreseeable future. Cause the stuff I she writes would be surprised really, really if fantastic. she does much. Uh, absolutely. It seems like she is very successful with that game. I would have to imagine that that's going to be her thing for quite a while. Yeah. And I mean, Yoshi P has been out there saying that uh, he considers this his life work now. Like he's not intending to leave the project ever. Um, And I would see that I could see Ishikawa going the same way. If you've not seen the video from PAX uh, with her, it's really, really worth watching um, where it was like basically her first panel in north america and there was a like a solid minute straight of standing ovation for her like (laughs) and she was so overwhelmed it's really really endearing yeah anyways i i don't know how much more i can say about it other than that because otherwise it's getting deep into spoiler territory Uh, which how how is summoner treating you it's weird i think because they changed it quite a bit um and I previously Last really week, in, you still hadn't like figured out your rotations. Yet. Yeah, I I'd still my my hot bar was full of like crossed out things because you can no longer use certain abilities. So like yeah, half of my hot bar was just like what what is this? Oh well. Um, and I will say I've pretty much figured out the new rotations, and I have to say Summoner has gotten a lot more boring, which is unfortunate because it used to be very engaging and like pretty complex. Like you had a lot of but it was complex, but you had a lot of options. So like if you had to do a lot of AOE, you could kind of change your rotation to do a lot more AOE. Or if you had to really focus on a single target, you could change it a bit to do that kind of stuff. And now it's like there's only one path to follow and you're following it every time. And it's just like there's no real diverging from it. And it's mechanically very easy. Like you can't really mess it up. So it's less engaging, I would say, New Summoner. Um, I've seen some people say like now they would recommend that as people's first class to get into. Like... If you're just starting the game, start with Summoner because now it's kind of super easy. And for me, it's like, well, that's kind of disappointing because I actually enjoyed how engaging it was before. So for all the hype it got before release, I would say it's kind of disappointing in that sense, but it's it's still fine. Well, speaking of hype and disappointing, <laughs> move on to the news. <laughs> The hype and disappointing uh, part is that you haven't played anything new. Yeah. I, hey, I've I, I had some real hype games at Battlefield 2042. Yeah, you've you messaged us being like, Jesus Christ, I wish I could have been recording had, this match. <laughs> I gotta say, before we move on to news, I hope that the Battlefield 2042 weeklies maintain the sort of thing that they did this time. I finished it in two nights. I played like yep. a couple games with you last two nights ago. Yep couple games feel like three four games with my friend other friends last night it was really breezy didn't feel frustrating i was just like this is fun this is a fun way to get a cool and the skin was good shotgun skin good and i'm now, never gonna use it but it well, was all right yeah. you know now <laughs> that it that the weekly asked me to use a shotgun True. i'm like hey this shotgun's pretty fucking good i'm actually gonna use this more i think um so good good implementation of weeklies way better than halos which while i fucking love halo it's like (laughs) i had a fucking existential it stressed me out more than any job ever when i was trying to get my killing sprees to get the fucking skin color shader that i wanted um so good on battlefield for that and i'm i'm excited about the future of that game because the balance seems to be getting tighter and tighter as they put out hot fixes they finally nailed the weapon accuracy for me now where like i thought it was 
fine at launch, not perfect, and everybody else hated it. And then they made the ARs all lasers, and I hated that. And now they're back to like kind of in the middle where they they still shoot where you point them, but if you're shooting more than like 50 meters away, there's some accuracy yeah. fall off pretty quick. It's perfect. I think it's great. But yeah, Battlefield. I, I like it. Fuck the haters. Yeah, it's it's yeah, man. still very good. And also, the I, Santa versus Elves mode is going to be very good. good. So yeah, Father Winter this. is not going to be in the game, but apparently, yeah, Pat was telling me they're doing or do of like so, a Santa versus unless Elves this is, unless portal I, mode thing. Maybe I got owned and it's maybe. not real. Um, but they're... Uh, the, they they folded and they're not putting the Santa skin in, but yeah, which um, is a there's a games. It's a GameSpot article, so that's why I don't think it's a joke. Yeah, there's a Santa versus Elves mode coming for the holidays for Portal, which is like a zombie mode where there's one Santa and a bunch of elves, <laughs> uh, and that seems very fun, uh, and I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, that that'll be very good if that's the case and i hope it is and it'll make people even more mad yes stay mad fucking losers uh <laughs> yep yep with you yep uh alex you really need to read stormlight archive that's all i'm gonna say i have it i have it it'll it'll fall well it'll fall it, it falls right in your wheelhouse especially like later books uh, like the fourth book, I think will really do a lot for you uh, in terms of kind of media, you like storylines and topics you tend to enjoy in your media. Uh, I think once you get to that fourth book, it'll. Does, the, all the books are good. Does, but does Garfield show be, up? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, he's on an Xbox in. Do we, book. do we have Spoilers. that in, we don't have that in our news it's not really news but it's, it's uh, not news we're not we're not putting an ad in here for xbox but it is really <laughs> funny that they made an xbox like a legit xbox with oh Garfield we did on it yeah <laughs> but but i'm not gonna I say just, how to get I can't it understand but, i can't understand why this happened but I, good for jim davis i guess yeah for pause incorporated yeah jim davis famously you know he's really just barely scraping by yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not he's not like a fucking he's, one he's of really, the richest people alive under the really radar <laughs> really scratching to survive was on your yeah. scraps for dinner every night yeah i i really loved the thing that ended up not being true the idea that you could not play garfield on mondays in that dlc i wish that would have been true because that would have been really funny that would have been really good but they're cowards yeah so uh Anyways, so yeah uh, speaking news. of disappointments the game awards happened <laughs> and boy um i i just, i only caught like the last like 90 minutes or so and that was just not a great show from what i saw yeah and i i watched highlights i didn't watch the entire thing i ended up throwing it on because some friends were talking about it and like it was bad. It was as bad as it always is. It's it was it, it's it's ninety minute like, ad. It seemed it had like some cool reveals. Was it was it like three hours long or something? I don't know. I didn't like pay attention over, to how long it was. But like the thing that from the bits I saw, it seemed like they just truly do not give any kind of shit about the actual awards anymore. It no, was like no, the kind of thing where they were like, not. We're gonna do like five at once and we're not even gonna say the nominees, the, we're just gonna say, and now the winner for this category, silence. 
this is <laughs> like three yeah. seconds the, and it's like the only way that oh, they, i mean okay. they did that for fucking best role-playing game best yeah. role-playing game was one of the ones where they were just like and here are your winners for the following categories best soundtrack score it's like that's important yep <laughs> and <laughs> just and like at the oscars they bundle those they bundle like it'll be like best like costume stitching or something like an award that really matters to somebody but like isn't you know it isn't in the limelight yeah and and you know i i kind of i get why sometimes they breeze through some of them but best original score and best role-playing game (laughs) those are like two of the biggest awards well and also (laughs) they're like this year maybe they've done in previous years but they have like an accessibility award right so it's like oh what what game like pushed the that one pushed game accessibility forward and stuff from what so i understand that, that, like that's, one, that that's one, great that one had a actual like people on stage yeah. and oh like, yes the they, yeah it did yeah. but so they did that at the same time they're showing all these and here are the nominees without like any sort of like admission like yeah. you know like oh maybe there are people who can't see it very well or can't read oh. or you know whatever it may mm-hmm. be and they're, yeah. you know, they also like, didn't and do our anything. nominees and here is the winner and you they know, didn't do anything like to talk about. And I don't think they need to do yeah. this for every award. But if you're going to do that category, true. they didn't do anything to talk about why. And I, I and I know yeah. like you can't do that for like game. You can't offer you can't read four reviews for game of the year or whatever. No. But but for Show the accessibility like award, 30 second. Yeah. Clip of or like, even a 10 second thing of like, here's the, you know, about, yeah. Forza Horizon five for um, like mm. representation of, of people with disabilities and for blah, 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 blah. Like the, all you have to do is just say like two sentences of why the yep. game is what it is, because yep. that means something to somebody like who maybe yeah. doesn't understand. You got to understand that like people who are disabled or, or for whatever reason, uh, can't interface with a lot of games. There may, they may not even be aware that Forza Horizon five has this stuff in it because like, you know, maybe it never has in the past or whatever. And so like for that category in particular, arguably one of the most important, if not the most important categories from like a social good perspective, Mm. put like 10 seconds on each of those games to talk about why they're nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but no, fair, no, but they're when, really, they're really st- strapped for time at this thing. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they like, really don't have time to mess around with that. When they, when they showed the clips for, cause like, again, the, uh, the accessibility one was shown on with like presenters and stuff and it was given, yeah. I don't know, a solid yeah. three minutes or whatever. Um, like less than they a trailer. They, those, they, they, they showed they did kind of shoo game. those people off to, uh, off the stage yeah, though. I think they did. They did pretty quickly, but um, like, cause they were like, we got to make time for all these reveals, man. Um, but the, they did show in like their sizzle reel showing all the nominees. They're like, you know, yeah. 10 seconds of, Oh, this, this game has a, uh, for deaf people, it has a sign language interpreter. And like for this one, it's like, Oh, here's some really intense colorblind mode options and stuff. Like it did show yeah. that stuff really briefly, but it didn't call it out explicitly in a way that was like, here's all the cool stuff. Yeah. It so, and, and even, it, even within like that, like halfway, I think as someone who's watched a lot of award shows, I tune a lot of that stuff out. Like I don't pay the sizzle reel stuff doesn't really land because it's like, just showing out of context stuff. And so I think it would have been really effective for that category if they had done a, like, even if like, if it were me, if I were planning that award show, what I would do is make it an ad for each of those games, take two minutes, 
for them to deliver a video package if they want to, and they probably would, about like, here's why accessibility in this game is is special, and then do that award right before game of the year. Like, it's one of the last awards of the night, and over the course of the night, you get a couple minutes about each game and why it has great accessibility options. And they do that for music. Like, they play music over the course of the night. Yeah. Although, they didn't play the music that was nom. I don't think they played the music that was nominated. I'm pretty sure it was just music around games and then a medley <laughs> of like the scores or something. Cause imagine well, dragons yeah, performed yeah, yeah. the song yeah. from arcane, which was sick. Also, Cause I like that song. Cause I'm a weirdo from, who <laughs> like fucking, they like played with Darren Korb, like a song from bastion. Right. Or yeah, cause it was, the, te- it was the 10 year was... anniversary of super giant. Okay. It was, or release of bastion. I think rather. I think Bastion, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know how that was. I I couldn't parse what was going on there. Yeah. I know that they played they played Enemy, which I don't really like Imagine Dragons that much, but I like that song because I fucking love that show, and that song makes me think of that show. So <laughs> now I'm into it. I don't. Their performance was eh. like I, I'm not an oh, Imagine Dragons hater, but that was kind of a but no those, one's ever been the good on the, on the game awards. Yeah. Yeah, Run the Jewels was okay, but yeah, Definitely, yeah, but yeah. Run the Jewels is yeah on a different level than Imagine Dragons. Yes, in my yes, personal yes, yes, one hundred percent. But yeah, anyway, I, I would say the awards. I don't think it's a hot take to say the awards part of it was overall meh. Like I, I think oh, it, they this? picked they picked an interesting game of the year. Like it's more interesting than some of the, if one of the yeah, others had, it's had a, won, it's an interest. I I know like I've seen um like front of the show uh jeff has had some opinions about that yeah. game that i've also seen echoed from other people around like reviewers that like chris plant had a similar thing that like some of the stuff and it takes two is like f- super fucked up it, and like it, needs content yeah, warnings um like i i ended up liking that game but yeah oh like, you, you mean definitely a... you, you mean best family game <laughs> <laughs> did we did it win that it yes. did oh my god uh yeah, so I ended up liking It Takes Two, but it is uh, definitely like a game about like broken, like selfish people. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it necessarily, like, I don't think it squares its ending necessarily very well. It seems uh, like with, it, it's weird because Brothers has, is very poignant right down oh, to the end. 100%, but, yes. But yeah. it's interesting because Joseph Forrest's games, like, other than that, like a way out also was based from what I understand was very much like the ending sucks and it's kind of like, okay, so I guess what it's about is that these people are pieces of shit. That's what this whole story was about. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I, I think, I think it takes two tries to do more than that. Like it tries sure. to be more poignant and, but I think it tries, it misses the mark uh, just because I don't like, there's not enough time kind of the like, the format and like maybe it's view on what it's trying to say about relationships is maybe a little more shallow shocking but like the uh, guy who is known for saying fuck you to the oscars or whatever (laughs) uh yeah stage (laughs) it's hard it's hard for me to say because like that, that game is about a couple who is going through a divorce and then reconciling their relationship and but also being very incredibly selfish through like two thirds of that game. And then suddenly not being so selfish anymore. 
uh, which it doesn't really... They don't earn that, like, turn for the characters, I think. But as someone who's, like, a child of divorce, it didn't, like, speak to, like, my experience with, like, parents who were uh, going through that, because it, like, at all. And they're that's fine because there are many ways that relationships fall apart. And I don't expect the game to speak to that, uh, to every single situation of divorce. Cause that's impossible. But yeah. So like parts of it kind of rang a little hollow, but like in terms of like game, like being a game divorced from like the questionable content, uh, it's fun, but I could see how people would take, some of the stuff but i think yeah certain certain things are like trying to highlight hey these are fucking terrible people and they're like not like yeah. doing they're not functioning at they're not doing their job yeah it's it's weird i still would like to play it because i'm interested in the in seeing that stuff at some point um and seeing how it's handled yeah. and you know if they're calling it game of the year i'm curious why how it got there it's not like keely picks those like it's a panel no. of of yeah. judges from across the industry. I mean, that's, so that's how 12 minutes gets on the best indie game. Uh, yep. I didn't win. Yes. But, um, but you know, uh, the, the, some people liked it. So yeah, it got up there. couldn't be me. Um, the, I'm glad that uh, guardians won best narrative because, you know, I didn't bring, I don't want to keep banging the drum cause I already talked about it, but I'm still playing that game. It's fucking fantastic. It's so, so good. So good. <laughs> Shockingly good. Uh, Hoping it wouldn't be. It is. I think you'd like it too. <laughs> I, I'm sure I will. And now I'm on vacation, so now I can I can play it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it rules. That game is is in near the top of my list of favorites this year for sure. Uh, any any announcements a, a bun- that, that 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 you felt were <sighs> worth talking oh, about? Other hell other yeah, than Alan Wake Two. Other than that stupid Alan Star Wake Wars Two, thing. Uh, actually Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal too. <laughs> Uh, wait, is that Jake that Gyllenhaal in the thing? It, I don't, it, it looks it like looks Jake like Gyllenhaal. Like it looks <laughs> no, very I didn't much even like notice. Him. But um, uh, it's interesting that it's a survival horror game now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I kind of was like, fuck off when I <laughs> saw them say that. Because, like, Alan Wake is... they. I feel like they said that when that game was coming out, too. That it was survival horror. Uh, uh and it has element, whatever. I I love Alan Wake. I don't really like the gameplay in Alan Wake that much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, it, the, the, I, the, I like the idea the story, of Alan Wake. Alan and it, Wake, the yeah. story is good enough that it pulled me through. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, super good. So I'm I'm super excited for Alan Wake 2. Um, the Space Marine 2, which is fucking... Yeah. Who the yes, fuck thought who, that would ever right? happen? I like that the, game, I really I, like I love the original. At least my Space favorite forty K game. I like Space yeah, Marine really more good. than uh more than than Gears of War, but that's just because I'm biased and I like forty K. Yeah. Um hilariously, I find the Space Marines the least interesting part of forty K, but in terms of forty K video games, I think it's the best one. Uh even I Dawn of War is also phenomenal. Don't don't at me. But um <laughs> I happen to like Space Marine a little more. And I am yeah. so excited for Space Marine 2, especially because that hopefully means there'll be a multiplayer mode because Space Marine had really good multiplayer. Uh, and it'll be cool yeah. if Space Marine 2 did. Uh, yeah. So uh, Senua's Saga looks really good. 
I didn't see that trailer. I missed some of the stuff. I missed the Star Wars reveal at the top, which I'm really glad about because if they had showed a Star Wars thing and then said Quantic Dream at the end, I would have been so pissed. Uh, There there had been a rumor about Quantic Dream uh, when it was a Star Wars game, but yeah. They they showed all the Star Wars stuff. It's like, oh, this looks really good. Like graphical fidelity is there. It's like they're touching on some interesting stuff. And then it's like, oh, Star Wars Eclipse. Cool. And then it's like Quantic Dream. And you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. After it they was, say we don't, yes. you know, we won't stand for abuse <laughs> in the games industry. Immediately, exactly. it was like I think immediately following, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's my understanding. It just shows how fucking out of touch the people that play in this show are. <laughs> well, it also uh, goes to show like how like short people's attention spans are. Yes. Because like yeah. I mean, there's still stuff at Ubisoft. There's still stuff at you know, still issues at Riot. Uh, still issues, you know, across all these companies. Uh, Bungie, uh, and then, but we can only focus on like one at a time, and so you know, yeah, you know, Activision Blizzard, they're they're on the outs right now, so all the other companies like get a pass. It's like, oh, we're not mad at you right now, but yeah, watch it because we will be like, uh, yeah, the um, the 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 Star Wars stuff is whatever. I don't know. I I I like Heavy Rain. Okay, it's um, yeah. I also like Heavy Rain, game, but it's 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 interesting. Like, yeah, I, I don't I think the story is the droids good. are the the droids are the good guys this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Roger, I, I, Roger. I, I thought Beyond was pretty bad. I thought Detroit <laughs> yeah. was pretty bad. I didn't. I I, I tried Beyond. I thought it was one. terrible, and I didn't even play Detroit. Yeah, I got like three uh, hours, three or four hours into Beyond. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, that's. I got like two in, and I was like, ah, this is not what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. But uh, I more and more, I'm not as interested in that kind of game. I'd rather just watch those yeah. sort of a story as a movie. Well, um, I think I'm not yep. really. I think games like um, oh god, like a uh, Man of Medan style stuff. Like that's kind of and what's, that's fun. What's the, what's the one they did before? I guess uh, uh, until dawn. Uh, until dawn. Yeah, like I like that, those games. I, I feel like those kind of took took it over and for yeah. The Maybe it's just because of the horror know, theme. That's they know like what they are. Whereas David Cage wants to be more high ma- high minded, I think other, he he David Cage more than Kojima wants to be a director. I think the other thing too like about those games is, I remember playing Heavy Rain and I played a game that I th- I want to play it again at some point because I remember enjoying Heavy Rain, and I was like I hit a point where I was like, oh cool this must be the ending like four hours in, and it was like barely halfway, yeah, and I was like what the fuck why are we doing this for and i remember playing through it like why is this game still going on and i liked it but it also way overstayed its welcome and that's a problem i think that that david indigo prophecy has the same issue where it's like you get to a point that seems like a good time for the game to end and it's like what if we did six more hours (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah and and then and then you get the whole david cage coming out and saying in my game all women are whores Oh, he's a fucking asshole. That guy's a yep. piece of shit. I don't give yep. a shit. Yeah. But like he that so that like, part of that angle on is a totally different. Yeah, yeah. Like the gameplay he, itself dropping, is just shitty. But like then the whole Quantic Dreams and David Cage factor just makes yeah yeah, like, yeah. You know what? Probably won't touch that. <laughs> I think my point is more that at least the um God, what are they called? The Until Dawn developer, uh, uh, Supermassive. Supermassive yeah. understands that like no. Instead, why don't you make a game that's like four hours long? And oh, yeah. has yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, different totally. ways to play it, so you might want to go back to it again. That's cool. I have much more fun with that. Maybe yeah. five hours. I I think that's their games top out around five hours. 
Um, Until Dawn is like 12, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but Until Dawn, I don't know. Because Until Dawn, I never got bored playing that game. That oh, whole, yeah, no, that I, whole I, game, I, agree. I was like, this I is agree, good the whole but... way through. Um, yep. They're also more propulsive. Aquatic yeah. Dream games have moments where it's just like you're doing like adventure game shit where you have to find the button to press but, and it's boring. Reorganizing your fucking like... Uh, reorganizing your office yeah <laughs> heavy rain like what the why why am yeah. i dragging my furniture around but my Thinking... one hope for of the star wars game before we move on is i wonder if having the training wheels on of disney being like i mean i yeah. i don't know where disney's at i know ea completely squandered their exclusivity of Star Wars, yeah. and I have to imagine. I mean, D- Disney Interactive has staffed up more. They have a more robust. I know because I have seen the job postings. They have a much more robust like brand management uh, team with Star Wars now. I yeah. have to imagine that they are looking at the games that these developers are putting out with a lot more scrutiny uh, than they were when they just signed it over to EA. So I'm not saying that that means that it'll be a good game, but it might be a little less fraught with david cage bullshit than previous yeah. games uh because i could nope. see it. if i were at disney i'd be like no <laughs> uh, you're not gonna compare the the droids in star wars to the to, to like african americans in the civil war not gonna happen yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. speaking of sci-fi uh kind of properties getting a new game did you guys did you think anything about that dune thing i mean they didn't show any game hell yeah it's, uh, it's like, a, dunk, it's like yeah. a dunk cannot like wait north guard's like amazing yeah it's like a 4x too isn't it i didn't i can't remember um but this the same team that made north guard and i have full confidence that that game north guard's super cool i recommend it if you haven't played it uh really good rts um oh, okay that sorry doesn't it's... have micro it is a strategy game with 4X elements. So it's like an RTS cool. yeah. with some 4X-ness yep. to it, which is cool. That's how that's how Northgard is. It'll probably yep. be pretty similar to Northgard. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for that. Homeworld 3, very excited for that. Um, that Arc Raiders trailer, I don't know if that game's going to be any good. That trailer fucking it rules. Looks, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a free-to-play Nexon game, so it's hard to say uh, yeah. if it's going to be good to play but the trailer was awesome when that robin song hit i was like this is so cool (laughs) and then the logo at the end is awesome too uh just like what i didn't i didn't see oh sonic hey man you know what i hate sonic but breath of the wild up that motherfucker let's let's go (laughs) let's see how i i i did i saw it's it's open world that's Mm -hmm. uh and then their knuckles sounds sexy i guess i haven't watched oh that's for the movie yeah but yeah Uh, yep uh it's it's (laughs) idris elba (laughs) 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 thanks morning john travolta over here yeah uh uh, i i saw i didn't see anyone talk about uh <laughs> Slitterhead, which is from the uncomfortable name, weird. From, it looked from the not, creator it didn't of look Silent great, Hill, which is Toyama. Eh, I I mean, it looks kind of like what I'd expect from like this the, caliber of game. Yeah, the designs like, and stuff are really expect, interesting, but like it looks very like much more. It, like I mean, it looks like it takes place in Japan or like mm-hmm. somewhere in Asia, maybe China. Yeah. Uh, but it, like using like Japanese 
folklore, like more Asian folklore, like scary beasts and monster kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's going to have a bunch uh, of people just like ghosts that are hopping towards you. Uh, but yeah, the designs they had, it looked, um, it looked cool, but just the, the game, the game part of it looked kind of clunky and potentially, potentially bad, (laughs) but, uh, Wonder Woman game from Monolith. Who cares? Uh, Doesn't, uh, doesn't move the needle for me. (laughs) uh, There was no like actual game shown. It was all just like a CG, like logo reveal um yeah it's from monolith the shadow of mordor people yep so, it's gonna have uh, the nemesis we'll the nemesis yeah stuff in it. uh whatever like okay i guess okay you know you know what i will say about that that slitterhead trailer the <laughs> uh-huh. music fucking slapped <laughs> oh yeah no it was cool it's yeah. the same dude what did the silent hill music too so yes yeah anyway, uh that, a halo halo is finally getting a, a series uh i guess cool. on paramount plus next year like early so it's like almost it's basically ready to go i guess i actually this time uh not like at the start of the xbox one where they're like steven spielberg is executive yeah. producing a halo show and then it never happens so it looks good i don't know it apparently like it's halo. totally separate it's totally separate from the games it has nothing to do yeah. with the like it'll take elements from the games but it's its own series which is probably smart mm-hmm. uh among us vr i guess that seems, okay that seems like a really good idea like the idea of like doing things in vr when you can potentially just be murdered when you like because you can't mm-hmm. see it like that does yeah. sound like terrifying and like it could be pretty tense in a good way Oh yeah, okay, I see. I wonder- I didn't see the trailer for it and I didn't understand what it was, but yeah, sure. Job simulator yeah. plus getting murdered. That could be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh it, and it's coming from like a studio with VR experience, so that could cool. could could be neat, I guess. Uh, I wonder how that's going to go like with VR I- adoption <laughs> and like where that's at right now. I loved um Victoria Trans being like Oh, I didn't realize they were announcing this here. I guess I have to go to all my socials while I'm in the audience at the Game Awards on my phone and post this. I forgot the YouTube password. Oh, well, I guess it's not getting posted to YouTube for now. <laughs> That's funny. why you get a password manager. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was it was very funny. Uh, hey. Okay, so, okay, I didn't see this, but apparently Google is just saying, okay, Microsoft will, like, fuck you, oh. Windows 11. We're going to make Android games on PC ourselves. And yep. so I guess you'll be able to play Android games on PC. Uh, yep. Is that a Game Windows Awards 11? thing? Uh, they, yeah, I it, guess they it announced sh- it. It showed yeah. up there, and then I think or more teased. details. More details yeah. got revealed yesterday or something. I didn't. Weird. I didn't really follow up because who? Who cares? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That could not. Again, could not be me. Uh, yeah. That Cuphead, Cuphead DLC. Out. Uh, it's literally called DLC uh, Island. Hellblade yeah. Two had a trailer again. Like uh, at least this course. time they showed like an actual game and not just like and here's us looking at pictures of trees. Yeah, uh, PUBG went free to play. Uh, finally, I'm surprised it happened. I, b- I before. yeah, I yeah. thought it was already. It probably is on phones, uh, but like Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that, actual PUBG, that, yeah. I hadn't seen some of these. I hadn't seen the Hellblade trailer. I'm just clicking through now. This looks out of this world. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, the trailer. The visuals. Very, I mean, it looks very incredible. high production value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like gameplay too. For some yeah, of it. it's uh, supposed to be. Um, Telltale back from the dead. Yeah. I mean, we already knew awesome. this. Two, with two games making making a, two sci-fi games. I Star didn't Trek see the Expanse one and the Expanse. Star Trek. One I think. Like I ass. think. But I think Star Trek is a really, really, really good game for that kind of sure or good universe for that kind of thing where you're making decisions. Like, yeah, because like I can see a that. lot of Star Trek is so much about diplomacy and like yeah, you know, making hard ethical choices and then like what's you know what's spe- right versus what's logical. Blah blah blah. Like that's interesting. I specifically but. walked away. I'm glad that that Star Trek games being ass for like 20 years or however long it's been since fucking Since bridge Commander elite force out. and elite force yeah uh <laughs> has trained me to not give a shit when they show star trek <laughs> like when they imply a star trek game is wasn't, coming <laughs> wasn't the mmo like okay yeah the mmo's cool yeah. uh the problem with the mmo is just that it it's it got imme- burdened with so much free-to-play garbage once uh, it went free-to-play and now it's yeah. like indecipherable you log in and there's like 400 windows that pop up and they all mean that's, different things to get yeah, you to buy stuff um, but uh what, yeah. what's the expanse i don't know what the expanse is oh it's, it's a popular sci-fi yeah. novel like yeah a, james S. A. Corey. Yeah. it's um very good i read the first half of the first book but it's very dense and very long um and there's like eight of them it's also a, a tv show, show. it's yeah. a sci-fi show and it is now produced by amazon um, yeah sci-fi dropped canceled. it and then yeah amazon picked it up the show is apparently phenomenal i need to i spent a long time trying to read the book before i watched the show and i think i'm just going to give up and watch the show a friend of mine said that the show is different enough from the books at points that it branches that it's worth watching and then if you like it you can go read the books and see a sort of different spin but um it's a sci-fi show that is really rooted in um like realism it so it's like it's set in the solar system it's not set like it's not intergalactic or interstellar or anything it's it's like in the solar system has a lot of stuff about labor because people live in the asteroid belt and mine asteroids and um the the like space combat in it is god from what i have seen it is much more realistic so it's like ships that are very far away from each other firing rail guns where they think the other ship is going to show up based on its velocity and stuff um it's so it's it they don't show a lot of like again i've only watched the first few episodes but they don't show much from the outside of the ships because it's not very interesting because <laughs> it's like ships that are like millions of kilometers away from each other firing missiles into empty space basically uh where another ship's going to show up but it's very um like uh grounded and 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 based on like real science i guess so yeah it could be cool i don't know and that one's being co-developed by deck nine so i might actually like it because i don't really like telltale games that much but i like what i have seen of like life life is strange yeah yeah oh interesting Uh, sorry uh Uh, separate piece of news to bring up later that showed up in our discord in the oh, games, yeah. in was, the games, I was gonna, thing, was gonna bring that up once we finish yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, a couple more things: thirsty Suicide suitors from Squad. Falcon Age. Uh, yeah, that 
It looks it looks neat. It's got like some it, style to it. Uh, yeah. There's pizza in this trailer. I don't know. Look, I I shit all over Guardians before it came out, and now it's one of my favorite games of the year. I'm not making that mistake again. Suicide Squad could be really good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, though, well, yeah, Suicide Squad, uh, Thirsty Suitors, uh, Tunic an, got a release date finally after Thirsty years. Suitors is the the it's an Annapurna thing, right? It's so a, probably mm, it looks like yes, it. it's Falcon Age, the Falcon Age developers. Oh. Outer loop? Which I, I wasn't... Yeah, it's it's for Mana product. Outer Loop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't crazy about Falcon Age. Um, Neither. And <laughs> Thirsty Suitors has rad characters, but that's about as far as I... Like, I don't really understand what it... What it is. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a uh, narrative action adventure game that grapples with themes of complex family dynamics, navigating difficult relationships, yeah. and discovering one's true self. Come on. Oh, that, that sounds right good. There. Sounds like brothers. That. Yeah. Then uh, famous Zelda Like a Fox tunic is <laughs> coming out uh, March 16th for Xbox and PC. That is far enough away that I would not be surprised if the game slips didn't, again. Didn't well, they sure. sh- Oh yeah, they showed something about Crossfire again, didn't they? Crossfire X, rather. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, what Remedy they've been showing for years. Making a, it's yeah, it's been like two years at this point. Uh, I think. Maybe more. Almost two years. Uh, basically, as long as they've been showing Xbox Series X S stuff. Yeah. That's. I'm gonna that's play so, that thing. Like a year that and a half. Seems, that thing seems stupid. I'm into yeah. it. Uh, remedy is making that campaign like in yeah. collaboration mm-hmm. with the the main development studio uh korean devs weird yeah. i guess I like remedy just did the single so. player uh we'll yeah we'll see oh what was that uh, other okay. what was that korean game that the doke v or whatever that had the weird like k-pop mm-hmm. dance number yeah it was, cre- was kind of cool. it was like kind of creepy in a way yes oh uh, iron it, galaxy announced a game oh yeah rumble rumbleverse I yeah. signed up for like that beta or whatever access. I they gave me a code. I haven't looked at it I, yet though. I, I saw that Jeff Gersman was actually saying that he actually really enjoyed it. The trailer was pretty bad, but um, it I, looks I would, like a wrestling s- battle royale. Yeah. Yes. I know. I'd be interested in seeing what it's like gameplay wise because I mean, Iron yeah. Galaxy is really good. So yeah, when they hit, they hit, and they know fighting games. I mean, they they did however much work with Killer in- too, Killer but... Instinct for years so dive kick two when it where is it uh who did you main a dive kick uh i i liked uh i like i liked mr n i like the oh god uncle sensei redacted Seth, seth killian I, I, you know, I played, I played whoever. I, I bounced around kick? a lot. I liked. No, I was not dive or kick. Did you like playing as Johnny Gat? Oh no. right. I don't think. I think I stopped playing before Johnny Gat was in yeah, the game. Or, same. How about Doctor Shoals? I think I liked Doctor. Okay, now I had to look up the dive kick roster. <laughs> See, I've called you out. Uh, <laughs> I liked dive kick. I think I liked. Okay, let's see. Uh, Jafali. Did I did I play Kick or Kenny? Uh, oh, I don't remember who Kenny is. No, no, no. Kenny uses random. I did play Kenny sometimes, but that oh. was uh, Kenny just takes random character stuff. Yeah, I how liked about, how about stream, stream Monster. 
Uh, oh yeah, I think I did play stream. Uh, I liked, I liked Kung Pao, and maybe I did like Uncle Sensei. Yep. Uh, maybe good. the boss, but I think it's mostly Uncle Sensei and Kung Pao. Fair enough. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, news. Moving on. Un- uh, unsurprising, maybe uh, to people who have been following, but. Also, somewhat surprising because you can't believe they're actually doing it. And maybe they aren't, but rumors, rumors abound as uh, Nintendo Enthusiast uh, reports Persona 3 Portable is getting a multi-platform remaster. Yeah. According to some leakers. Would wait. I've, I, my heart beats for Allison here. I really hope this isn't a fucking. (laughs) Oh, farce. Speaking of Persona, also Persona 4 Arena Ultimax coming to like PS4 and Switch. Oh, yeah. Uh, was yeah. announced at the Game Awards, uh, which yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Persona 4 Make Arena is really one, good. Though. Persona 3 Portable is also really good, though I I liked the original Persona 3. Well, I like Persona 3 Fez. Uh, and pers- I fell off Persona 3 Portable just because so much of it had changed, especially gameplay wise. Like, it, I mean, it, it, it was natural. It was on the PSP, it didn't have as much heart. Uh, horsepower as the other platforms it was on like even ps2 but they'd be cool if they basically did persona 3 portable with the whole you can choose your protagonist thing and also like it's more like you know persona 3 4 5 style behind the back running through dungeons stuff because it was like a weird isometric version yeah uh with the psp version so it was that's yeah yeah like it wasn't bad it was just no no. i I personally found it not quite as engaging which is why i ended up falling off of it but I'd this love to see a remaster. Via leaker. Yeah, this is via leaker, so, you know, they're, if it's they're always true. saying shit. And if it's true, that'd be sometime, awesome. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. You know, there's who knows how many, like, people removed from that situation it is, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I thought maybe this happened in the last week. If it did happen in the last week, oh my God, what has this week been? Ocarina of Time has basically been entirely like reverse engineered mm-hmm. and like the, the source code has been reverse engineered and decompiled yeah uh like all like all of it without looking at the without looking at the actual game code so technically it's legal <laughs> like yeah no n- technically nintendo cannot do anything about this um yeah even though it does use some of the like it uses the assets obviously like in order to decompile it if you get go to the github page and do it you have to provide an original rom file um because it needs to pull the assets from it and stuff like that but yeah once it decompiles it's completely in c which the original was not in c as far as i'm aware and like you can go into the code and you can start changing changing variables uh mvg modern vintage gamer who's come up a lot on our podcast he's great did a video and he showed like yeah here's some simple things you can do remember how that that crappy remake uh or not remake the one that showed up on the uh what's switch the switch online, online? Was, uh, i forget if it had a different name nintendo switch online pro new w- nintendo whatever. switch online u i don't know 2ds uh but light i um and yeah so that like how it had like the fog messed up he's like here Let's remove the fog. So he'd remove the fog. He's like, yeah, doesn't that look like shit? 
and look, I'll put the fog back, boom, and <laughs> kind of thing. And it was other things like, oh, let's move the camera back a billion miles from the, the player and like let's make the skybox just completely black. And like he's just showing that, yeah, you can do this. And yeah. like obviously that's not what people are going to do. People are going to make mods. People are going to make yeah. full total conversions y- using this as an engine. And that's really cool. Yeah, yeah that, that is, uh, is a neat thing to see. Uh, yeah. Look forward to seeing what kind of weird huge, stuff people do. It's a huge effort. Like that's not easy yep. to do. <laughs> so good on them. Yeah uh so yeah that, that's neat and i wonder if we're gonna see some like weird nintendo lawyer shit from it but uh, yeah they'll technically try technically because they yeah yeah they people didn't directly like you know they didn't take the code from the game they did it themselves uh rebuilt it so yep uh and it seemed like it had been like mostly done for a while and it was like they were trying to like just kind of nail down the last like few lines uh until recently so yep it's always the last 10 percent that's the hardest yeah what the fuck is this variable (laughs) solvent for x do i turn Uh, this on and then everything breaks x is equal to negative a plus or minus the square root squared over that's not how it goes i don't know don't know what anyway. you're referencing. <laughs> That's, isn't that the quadratic formula? It's, there's a song. There's like a song. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Pop Goes the Weasel. Anyway, <laughs> Ubisoft yeah, always favorite. on the f- always on the forefront of new technology. Oh yeah, uh, is, is adding. Act- they did this weirdly fast uh, recently in their investor call, and uh, they were earnings calls. They were talking about yeah, we're like looking into integrating NFTs into our games. Yep. And here we are a couple weeks later, maybe like a month later. Uh, I don't even know. You uh, can measure it in weeks. <laughs> yeah, they have, uh, they have uh, announced NFTs uh, for first game is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's, oh, was it, was no, it Wild, the break, Wildlands Breakpoint. is Cocaine Wildlands Cowboys. Is that was That's the, old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Breakpoint. Cocaine Cowboys. And yeah. It's 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 just the like they're just like cosmetics, and they're like okay, yeah. fine. But but Andre, the cosmetics have like engraved like serial numbers on them because you know you can only do that with NFTs. It's not like you could do that with normal, you know, serial Look. numbers. Uh, there's no good reason for any of this. Like I, it's, it's no good reason. It's profoundly stupid. That, that shit is going to be so small. No one's going to see it anyway. Nope. And like, like no one's going to see that serial number. I think, I think all of us can agree that NFTs at the, as they exist in this current moment are like the stupidest thing ever. And I think as a technology, they could be interesting. It's just every implementation of it right now is just profoundly flawed in a lot of ways. And this I, continue, yeah, I, this continues that trend. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. That's, it's stupid. They're not adding anything of value to the also, game. That game like, fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want yeah. stuff in, in it? A, like in I, no I'm, I played... I played a fair amount of it. I shouldn't say it fucking sucks. There's, it's fun for like five or six hours, but it is 
not good enough to warrant putting like if if like Bungie did this with Destiny, I'd be like, God damn, that's stupid and I hate it and I'm not gonna do this. But yeah. like clearly that's an I'm sure that there's a large audience for that in their in that game. But this there's, is just leaning into the, the this is just leaning a lot into of the fact, suckers. Well, this is leaning into the fact that like so much of the NFT market is like bros trying to sell each other their garbage. <laughs> like right. which, it's, it's not like it doesn't totally, there's no it's it's totally what I mean by the current implementation is just garbage. Like this whole NFT art thing, this whole the trying to implement it in games, the whole like, oh get your get your matrix avatar as an NFT, like all this kind of stuff is so stupid. Like I can see well, cases just, for it being awesome. Like I can see the music industry using NFTs in a really interesting way, like uh, not in in a non-exploitative way. I mean, like, you know, for artists to be able to track like we we have released this album as an NFT as an NFT, not like thousands of them. And it's like, oh, okay, now we can properly track. Oh, uh, like when Wu-Tang sold that single album. No, that's that's what I'm saying is not not thousands of NFTs, but I'm saying like one where it's able to easily verify like, okay, yeah this version of the album this deluxe version of the album like because as someone who works in this industry it's really hard to track which version of an album someone is playing like if there's a re-release that has literally the exact same track counts and track names and everything it's like okay which one are they listening to you know it just it just seems like you could do that with a unique identifier for that it doesn't need to be an NFT. It doesn't need um, to be on the blockchain. Well, the, for the, the tech, the technology for it would f- greatly facilitate it, because like you can only do so much with metadata, which is what we currently use. Um, but if you can have like a tracked contract, essentially, which is you know, uh, a something that is immutable and can't just be randomly changed or bypassed, then that would actually be very useful. I can one hundred percent guarantee you that the handful of of ways in which it could be used in a positive matter will never happen. <laughs> no, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. It's just the current implementation of NFT stuff is the worst. Oh yeah, but yeah, it, there, it could be used for good stuff. It could be used for medical records. It could be used for like the, any number of good things. It's just n- capitalism is going to keep us from doing it. <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, yeah. I'm fucking uh, like Kickstarter is like oh integrating God, yeah. blockchain shit and like for what purpose? Yep. For what fucking so you know Wait, that I didn't get my fucking th- cooler that I ordered? Yeah, this is the I didn't thing. I didn't this order is, one of the fucking coolers, but this, this is the as thing an example. What were the coolers? Is, oh, that was like one of the famous oh. flops, like the no, coolest okay. cooler. It was like a it had a bunch of bullshit and then okay. like eighty percent of the people who bought one didn't get one. None Got of this it. shit was ever really broken. <laughs> No, like no, it's <laughs> that's the it's, thing. It's putting it's you're using a screwdriver to hammer in a nail, you know. And like, like to your point, Alex, I, I don't. I certainly you know way more about that than I do, and how the tech w- works behind it. But if we didn't have streaming services that exploited the fuck out of artists in the first place, and everybody just bought their music on Bandcamp, like it might still be useful, but it wouldn't be as as important to compensation. And I say that as somebody who has a subscription to a streaming service, so I'm not trying to like sit on some kind of high horse here. But like, <laughs> we've created all of these problems that we're now attempting to solve with like the blockchain. When it's like, I mean, just just stop making the problems in the first place. 
just it's like no. it doesn't which yeah which is exactly what i was trying to say here with ubisoft saying like you can do this with a serial number you don't need yeah, exactly. to use nfts and blockchain and stuff for this you like, could it's just pointless ubisoft <laughs> ubisoft controls people's ubisoft's account you can just mm-hmm. put an a unique item that says you know one out of a thousand on yep. someone's account yep. like, it doesn't need to be an nft nope <laughs> It's like, it's a pointless nothing. it's pointless, frankly. Yep. Uh, uh, but but, yeah. if but anything, it's okay because oh sorry yeah sorry Pat. What I wonder about is how much these companies are really thinking about the ramifications of minting these things as NFTs because I don't have a complete understanding of I have a complete understand a pretty complete understanding of, of around the process of how they work from a um, exploitation perspective, but. My understanding is they're going in your whatever wallet service you use. That's where like a lot of your, I guess, receipts are stored for owning these NFTs. If it's an object that you can use in Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Ghost Recon Breakpoint's servers shut down in 10 years. Like, yeah. Well, what so the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, that, the thing that people are always trying to sell with like, oh, this is why you want NFT games. You know, what if you could take your NFT into another game? You could take your sword from fucking no, World of Warcraft no, into no, Final Fantasy fourteen. No, no dad is ever going to want to implement that. <laughs> exactly. No, but so, I mean, you know, this is Ubisoft is making Ubisoft makes a lot of fucking games. They make a lot of just, they make a lot of. Tom Clancy games. They make a lot of shovelware. Yeah, yeah. But so like Breakpoint is a Tom Clancy, right? Is it even Tom Clancy on the Ghost Recon games? I don't even know. Yes, yes, it is. Say whatever, like, oh, you can go from, you can take it from Breakpoint into, I guess, take it into like quarantine or whatever, or you can put it into, yeah, yeah. you can take it into Siege, I guess. Like, are they going to do that and like recreate all these items in those other games? Because they have to... Really it requires yeah. them to do that. They shouldn't, and it requires them to do that to fulfill the promise of it. Yes. And yeah. that's what I'm getting at is that people who buy into that promise are going to fucking flip when they don't do it because they won't. Or they don't want to do the it game. Like, that or yeah. when they're like, your NFT support is bullshit. All I can do is take this gun from Breakpoint and put it into to Siege. The whole point was supposed to be that I could take it with me into Riders Republic and shoot people because people are gullible enough to think that that's how it's going to work. Because okay. that's how they're selling it. So and, let's <laughs> let's let's give this more thought than these executives have. Let's say these NFT guns that you can bring into any game are awesome, and it's the best concept ever. And like, yeah, we agree with you, Ubisoft execs. I don't, but let's say for the sake of argument, we sure. do. And let's look at this for okay, the first round of games. Yeah, we can take this series of guns, and there's like a thousand of them. And let's say like there's like ten different models each with a thousand unique items. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's 10 guns times a, th- a thousand. So that's what 10,000. Uh, and we have to make sure that that can be pulled into all these different games. Okay, fine. Now that's fine for this year. What about in 20 years? Now, if we do a thousand series of them and you know, like we're getting up to like a million potential weapons, how yeah, much space weapons, does each of, yeah. how, how much space does each of those take? If it's a megabyte, suddenly every game has at least an extra you know gigabyte of of asset data that it needs just to 
you know, satisfy these NFT bros. And that's going to continually balloon because they're going to continue to make them. They're going to continue what? to need to be in every product ever. It's like, and that's the thing you're not, you're not thinking about how this will go. It's so stupid. When people, when like you can, you can pull the line that like, well, but proof of stake, it's going to, it's not going to be as environmentally impactful, which fine, whatever. There's more to the impact that these things have than just the method by which they are like accessed and minted and mined and stuff like that. Yes, I have a problem with because I don't care if it's that the electricity required to the energy required to 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 make NFTs happen is it's a city now instead of a country worth by it moving to yeah, a different like kind of e- blockchain. Yeah, even if we said, okay, this is 100% running on wind energy, okay, it's still a stupid Why? Concept. Who cares? It's stupid. Yeah. It's still a waste of energy. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> like, <laughs> it's still profoundly dumb. I agree. Yes. Uh, and, and to do it at this kind of scale is the issue. I don't care if people do dumb shit in their, like, like if, if you want to, if you want to, like, print a hundred dumb posters to hang up in your basement. I don't fucking care. Go for it. But if you want to say, no, I want to use the resource equivalent of an entire city to print 10 million dumb posters to send to a bunch of people like, no, that's not as a society. We should be able to say to each other, no, 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 you're wasting our resources. This is not your thing to waste. It's all of ours and you're doing it. And like, I'm really glad Ubisoft got the shit kicked out of them for this. Cause I'm, I'm, Okay, I don't mean to turn this into a generational warfare thing, but do we know which generation? No, I think it's an interesting subject. Do we know if is is it millennials pushing for this? Is it Gen X? Is it boomers? Like I don't know. I, it's it's I think it's largely millennials. I don't think it's necessarily I, generational yeah, in nature. I, 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 I think it's it's people who want to scam and yeah. you know it's people you know it's the same people well, who are always doing the bullshit like this because it it's a scam. Like, it's also people that aren't very going well to be left holding the bag and it's it's people who aren't very well educated in economics and in um which is bullshit anyway but whatever or or they uh, are well educated and they're fucking idiot anyway or they are well educated and they're scamming people um yes but yeah. but like i saw someone explaining i saw a tiktok of someone explaining dogecoin and why you should buy dogecoin which is slightly different because it's crypto but it's you know same cloth and he yeah. was like see the thing is it's really a community thing because I buy Dogecoin and then I'm excited about Dogecoin and I want the value of Dogecoin to go up. So I say to you, you should buy some Dogecoin too. And then you tell your friends that everybody should be buying Dogecoin. We get everybody to buy Dogecoin. We all get to watch it go up together and it's so exciting and it's so much fun because everybody's excited about Dogecoin and we're building a community around improving the value and then we all make money off of it. And it's like, bro, you are describing a Ponzi scheme. Yep. That is like illegal and like the fact that crypto hasn't been regulated yet it's just a ticking time bomb because like Mm -hmm. all this shit is is just literal pyramid and ponzi schemes but a lot of these people who are into it don't understand that it's bad they have no concept of it being bad because they never took an economics class and they never had things like well they they see people making the money and they don't realize they don't, that they're the suckers they that, didn't live through enron <laughs> like yeah. they didn't they don't know that this kind of stuff has massive implications for entire financial systems and that and could land them you know at best broke at worst in prison uh so yeah. like that's really what it comes down to i think is that it's a lot of people who it's a few 
truly gifted scam artists convincing a large number of poorly educated people, poorly financially educated people to get invested in this thing sight unseen. Uh, yeah. Well, so I don't bef- know. before moving on, I will call attention to the other thing that we have in the doc about this Ubisoft thing, but at least, Hey, they're, their YouTube video has a hundred percent likes on it. So, you know, everybody likes <laughs> <Yeah>. these NFTs. <laughs> Wait, how many, uh, I wonder how, well, it's delisted now, isn't it? it no, it's, it was made private. Yeah. It's made like, you private. Get, yeah. So like, it's still, you can like, if you have the link, you can see it. Right. Yeah. Right. What I will say is I have a, th- I have a hope and, and a theory and I don't have hope for a lot of stuff. So it should say something that I have hope for this <laughs> is <clears throat> as, mm-hmm. NFTs are like picked up by these huge companies like Warner Brothers and shit, and they're sold to people more in the mainstream. I think if my dad gets an NFT, he's going to start off going like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then he's going to find out what it really is. And he's going to go, this is stupid. And I think that most mainstream people, because the only way that, that bros seem to be able to sell this is by being like, no, it's cool because you it's that sense of ownership, man, which most people don't give a fuck about. So it's going to I think it's going to hit a brick wall when it really starts to seem like it's taking off because the mainstream is going to be like, this is really stupid. Why are we doing this? And then the value is just going to plummet because there's not going to be any futures for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are going to start trying to get out like wildfire and it's going to be just a total mess. And I, mm-hmm. and my hope is that it, there's not enough money in it where we see massive repercussions for the economy at large because of it. But I think crypto is probably here to stay, but NFTs, I think, well, will eventually fall back to being niche I, again. Uh, I think in the next El, few years, El Salvador would hope that you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think pending regulation, I do think that there's the potential for government regulation to to yeah, I mean, it's almost certainly put, put started a, in that direction, but yeah, uh, it's going to depend a lot on um, in the United States anyway. It's going to depend a lot on you know what happens during the next election cycle because I don't think that the current administration gives a, the tiniest bit of fuck about crypto, and I don't think they'll pay attention to I, it. So I don't know what they what um, they give a fuck about to be not honest. Much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I. I, I loaded up the unlisted video for Ubisoft Quartz, which I don't think we ever actually called oh. it that. And I used uh, the oh, AP. A worthless crystal. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing right. to call your NFT. Yeah, one of the least, uh, or sorry, the most populous in the world. And it's just, you know, anyways, whatever. Uh, and I used the still existing YouTube API that allows you to see likes and dislikes because they haven't disabled that yet. Uh, it currently has 1,000 likes and 42,000 dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, too, keep in mind, like, with a lot of this stuff, like, there are Matrix NFTs, like you mentioned. Yeah. I, it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. Like, no. I say as someone Spider-Man in marketing. Spider-Man has it, too. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I would try, I mean, vote with your wallet, do what your heart tells you. I, I would. I wouldn't say... Oh, Matrix has NFTs. Fuck that movie. I'm never going to watch it. Like the studios are not really the same people that are making the the movies yeah. and yeah. and games and stuff. So like it, I I I, I think it's unfortunately very, I think it's real very, fucking clown shit. I yes. feel it's very likely that Lana Wachowski was like, "You're not making NFTs." And the studio was just like, "Yeah, we are." Well, I mean, even in that the in that 
interview. There's a very good interview people should look up with uh, yeah, Carrie Ann Moss and, and Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves. Yeah, they had no fucking idea that they made NFTs for the Matrix. Yeah, and uh, Keanu, Keanu uh, laughed at it. He's like, "Yeah, fucking stupid." <laughs> I laughed in the that the interviewer was like so like into crypto and like wanted to be like, "Oh, Keanu's into crypto. Uh, are you into crypto? Do you have?" And Keanu just fucking laughing in his face, like, "Oh man, yeah. NFTs are fucking stupid." The yeah. way he says, "Yeah, I've got my hodl." I was like, "Oh my that god, was, that's so that was funny." Very, it was very cringy. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's it's uh it's yeah, I should say the interview is not very good because the interviewer is <laughs> No, it's good because just cause like he's Keanu fine, but... like really seems like he actually thinks about the shit yes. and like yes. is related to the Matrix, uh which is yeah. really cool to see. Because yeah. it I feel like that's not something you get to hear like actors or like in these kinds of movies talk about too often. But yeah. because the Matrix being and it's as really interesting as it is and relevant as it is right now. Interesting contrast between Keanu, who clearly has like maybe is not like excited completely about the future being virtual or whatever, but has is like interested to see it. And Carrie Ann, who's much more like, no, I would rather things just stay yeah, real and physical. It's a there's an interesting interplay between them in the interview. It's it's very much worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu is just it excited is good... about the future of pornography. Yeah, he was he was into it. He like, thought I it was love great. The, that they opened that clip with him asking, "Can you use Unreal to make porn?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to link that interview in the show notes. People should yeah, watch it. Yeah, people should. All right, it's, it's good. It's worth. Hey, Andre, time. what other existential nightmares do we have on on the deck? Uh, <laughs> uh, it keeps going on. I'm sorry, Pat. Bummers. Yeah. It's it's uh Blizzard once again. Uh. So last week we talked about them laying off. We need to do uh, a separate podcast about Blizzard. Yeah, now. It's, it's true. Let's start, start doing the Blizzard, uh, the Blizzard Hour. Yeah. Last, <laughs> so last week we talked about how Raven Software, the QA team, had numerous people laid off. Uh, Unceremoniously. And yes, yeah. very suddenly. And this week uh, that led to walkouts uh, across Activision Blizzard. And yep. then this led to like a a full-on strike at this point yep. uh, initiated Activision, by the Activision Blizzard, Blizzard Workers Alliance. Workers Alliance. Yeah. Oh, King. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> they're they're they there. Have, <laughs> yeah, they've started a like a strike fund to try yep. to raise a million dollars to help cover lost wages and stuff in this time. Yep. Uh, they... Seems like they're uh, at least Blizzard is very terrified that they're going to start unionizing and has been sending out, uh, you know, like, oh, really, you should think about the consequences of unionizing and how that'll get in the way of you talking to management. It's like, yeah, they've tried talking to management. To, that shit didn't are you work. ready to give up your freedom? Uh, so, so, yeah, we'll union, see how that they're goes. Union, they're union busting. Yeah, people were outside the game awards handing out like rehire Raven uh, pins and stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, I, didn't hear about I that. think I, th- I think Rami tweeted it out, and it was like a pin that had Raven on it and said rehire them all. That's good. Uh, that's and they are just Activision just continuing to step in it and like is it? They're, they're making they're, just, they're making every wrong move. Yeah, but it costs them more money to do the right thing. So they don't fucking care. 
because nobody's going to give a shit about this. They can continue yeah. to be. I mean, like, unless the government steps in, which which they have. I I mean, they might care about it if they actually cause their employees to unionize. Uh, well, yes, I hope that that. Happens. And yeah, I I hope it. Yeah, I hope I hope it does too. Of course, It'd be really fucking funny if Bobby Kotick not leaving through his own hubris makes the Activision yes. unionize under I, I like, sincerely you know, hope that, that 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 happens and that it leads to improvements it, it's yeah it's because if he it, just left like and you know I they would probably still be laying off these fucking QA people but like I think just, even they're shooting themselves in the foot and then the other foot and then they go back to the other foot and it's uh, yeah I don't know I mean I I I I mean, I think obviously I am on the side of the workers and I think they fucking yeah. suck, but I just don't see a route even with a push for unionization. Like I don't union busting laws are so yeah. easy to circumvent for large corporations with lots of money. I just don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for the situation to truly improve. Like I, I even if they end up getting a union running, I don't know that I see the union having the same kind of success that you would like to see anyway. I don't know. Uh, it'll be kind of a first for the game industry. Has there been a strike right. like this in the games industry before? There must have been. I don't know about on this scale on with this frequency. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, they've done a lot of walkouts in the past like six months, but this has like yeah. been like multi like, multi multiple days. Uh, like I know, I know. Um, there was definitely voice actors that striked. There was definitely voice actor strike. Yeah. There, but I'm trying to think of yeah. like actual developers, like the, programmers. I guess uh, the artists and sound designers and all that. Writers for Love Struck. This is from UNI Global Union Writers for Love Struck, a mobile game produced by Voltage Entertainment USA, have won an average 78 percent pay increase. Okay. They wrote this average 78 per space cent pay increase. So I was like, wait, they get their... That's a weird... Pay. Yeah, yeah uh, this is a typo. Uh, good job, Union. Uh, <laughs> 21-day strike. Uh, first successful game worker strike in the history of the game industry. What, what year was this? 20, 21 people. Uh, this, this came out in uh, last year, 2020, August 11th oh, wow. is the story. Oof. Yeah, I mean, so. good for them. I, I I hope that that happens. I worry about the ability for Blizzard to Activision Blizzard to just say, "Okay, you're striking, goodbye," and then hire a bunch of scabs because there's so many people that want to work in the industry and don't really like have a. I I feel like that would have such like a like a debilitating like impact depending on how many people like actually yeah it depends it's like hard, go hard oh say. shit I, I, I can't lose my job or you know whatever it is but if they just suddenly replace all of their developers with like you know college grads or you know whatever uh entry yeah i mean or, well they were would already think, doing that that's what i'm saying is yeah, they've yeah, already yeah, been yeah. Laying yeah but if you don't have like senior you know? if you don't have like any senior people there then it's yeah it depends yeah. on we, how that would work sorry no no go ahead I was going to say, we've, we've talked about exactly this probably two years ago where like the, the trend in the industry is hire the really enthusiastic people straight out of college who will, you know, they'll put up with anything because they want to desperately be in the industry and then yeah. burn them out 
and then they get exhausted and then they leave the gaming industry. But there's always going to be a fresh supply of passionate people who are going to do anything to get in the industry. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a cycle. And so. it depends on how senior leadership is incorporated in and engages with a union. Um, because in a lot of cases at various, in various industries, typically you don't see senior leadership in like team leadership um, as part of the union um, for to, in order to provide workers with the, the bargaining power rather than people that are close to leadership. So, I mean, who knows? It does. I don't know what it would, what it would look like. And I want them to, to be clear. I want them to, to, I hope that they are able to unionize and that they're able to, to win better contracts. Yeah. Um, my cynicism is, is not because I don't want to like support them. It's just has more to do with the problems are so structural at that company that I, I yeah. don't, I think breaking them up would be what I would like to see happen into sure. multiple companies that are all managed independently and have their own unions, each of them having their own unions. Yeah. Um, I just think well, studios, what, what the fuck would that leave Activision with like Raven? Oh, there wouldn't be Activision. Yeah. What I'm saying is there wouldn't yeah. be an Activision anymore. There would be a Raven yeah, yeah. and a Sledgehammer and a Treyarch oh, and they split okay, up the okay. IP see, and, you know, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about breaking up Activision as a blizzard would be okay. its own thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like uh, that, I I mean, it's just like what I would like to see happen with Facebook and Google and all these companies is like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the the general breakup of them and yes, yes. to to turn their subsidiaries back into the smaller, mm-hmm. more managed companies um, that then also have unions because I think everyone has a right to access a union uh, and be represented by a union. So that I, I think that's like the ult- ultimate end game to me but you can't get there without government intervention and i don't fucking think that the generally without federal government involvement i don't think fucking think they care about activision uh it's it's that they they pretended to care about facebook and that seems to have gone away so you know and fuck kellogg's too yeah that's the other there's a good graphic Maybe we should put it in the show notes. I'll find it. Um, okay. Good graphic of all the brands under Kellogg's because there's oh God, some you yeah. might not expect. Um, so that's never like everything in the fucking US, it's all yeah. just fucking consolidated bullshit. Should you like to participate or to avoid crossing the picket line, which I would encourage you to to avoid doing, um, it's a, it was helpful to me. Stuff like I didn't realize Morningstar Farms, which is a... Um, protein substitute for they make vegetarian like burgers and nuggets and stuff. They are a Kellogg's brand, so it was helpful to me because like, don't buy Morningstar Farms right now, um, kind of thing. Uh, quick uh, heads up: if you're playing Halo Infinite on an Xbox Series console, don't put it in Quick Resume. Yeah, according to the it'll, devs, <laughs> it'll mess shit up and like. Here we are, a year out from the launch. This game was delayed a year. This is a first-party game. From Microsoft. And having, like, these issues. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't, isn't, like... I I, I know things are, like, complicated, but, like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, I can understand why it's an issue, but... So, isn't Quick Resume kind of an on-the-back-of-the-box style thing? Like, it's like a... 
this is a yeah, core I mean, that was one of, our, of the major selling points yeah like you can get like 10 games on there and it's like yeah. all running and then you just like pop yeah. in but yeah I, I understand why it has this issue it's because i assume a lot of it lives on ram and when you turn well, a, it's, yeah, it's like like online connection it, i both. think it's the thing there's probably a bit yeah. of both it's probably writing state to database somewhere but like ram clears when you turn a machine off <laughs> and i guess their promise is they don't clear the ram or something i don't know but that's well, sensibly yeah that would be the case yeah. with any game i mean i've yeah. seen people say they they have turned off their console gone in an airplane like packed their console in their like suitcase gone on an airplane got off turned on Gross. their console and it was still like quick resume still worked like they were able to boot Weird. right back into their game yeah yeah, I don't know how that how that stuff works, but writing, um, writing the swap or something. I don't know. Programmers, get at me. Let's see if we can speculate what this is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should work with their. Yeah, it should work on first party games. Yeah, like if it's going to work on anything, it should work on Halo. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do in this last year? Not make quick resume work? Like, come on. Uh, it's just weird. Seems like Halo Infinite's really good, it, though. It seems like people like it, yeah. I, I've seen some other people be like, but I, I haven't touched it myself yet. I don't Same. have the hard drive space for it right now. I haven't. I I want to play it eventually, but I it's doing the thing. It's got a fucking... The main bad guy is from Halo Wars 2, so you know what that means. Oh, God. Your boy's oh, got to play units. Halo Wars. <laughs> one and then two and, and two. two and yeah. i may as well while i'm at it play all the other games because it's been a while uh i finished one a silent weeks ago. cartographer i'm not in a rush to play infinite it'll be there it's like i don't it's it OBST sounds great i'll play it eventually was weird the, so the other thing bear with me the other thing these are not very long games no <laughs> you can play a halo game in a weekend so yeah like it's not like me committing to playing like Kingdom Hearts games are much longer than Halo games. Yeah, I assume they're, I assume you're you're not doing so them is Dark Souls. Le- you're not doing them in Legend. No, I'm playing right? them on easy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just to just to get a run, just to remember, and it's because I want to remember the um, like I just there's some nostalgia there for Halo Two. Is I love that game. That's that game is one of probably one of my favorites. So uh, it's fun to go back through the levels, uh, even though I remember the story. As the kids say, ooh, ooh. indeed. Please adopt me. Uh, and uh, Masayuki Uemura, creator of the NES and SNES, has passed away. But w- when we say creator of the Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo Entertainment System, what do we mean? Are we talking like Ken Kutaragi, father of the PlayStation status here? To my understanding, okay. um, uh, he, wow. he was one. Of, he was like the principal engineer, as far as I'm aware. Um, like he designed a lot of the chips he does or the architecture i should say rather and yeah like he was pretty major uh in terms of architecting those early systems and i think he also did a lot of work with arcades before that so like he's pretty instrumental to um yeah what we know as video games today especially if you consider yeah. the fact that like of course there was uh, Atari 2600 and stuff that came before, but like cart based yeah. systems were not the norm for a very long time. So, yeah. And 
78. Hmm. Yeah, not the oldest. So. Oh. But yeah, massive con- contribution to the whole the industry as a whole, so. That's uh uh-huh, uh-huh. uh yeah uh, uemura was in charge of developing the nes and its successor the snes the consoles known in japan Famicom, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and i not believe really, he was... cause of death not released but yeah okay. yeah but, but yeah i do believe he was also the architect or if not lead architect i'm not sure yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah he was in charge of developing so yeah that's uh they're it's a it's a loss weird it's a big loss weird to think of games as being like old people made these well yeah, old people know, made them like, when when they were young yeah like yeah yeah the games started yeah. in the 60s so yeah oh yeah 100 it's just uh you know growing up you don't really think about that kind of stuff and sure. then like the by the time you know you start paying attention to it a lot of these folks have aged out or they're not as in front of the camera if they even if they are in the industry still unless you've got someone like uh what uh miyamoto not miyamoto uh, you know miyamoto uh for example i can i not think of his name what does he do uh, the other nintendo guy died you? Uh, oh uh yeah sorry you're thinking of um oh why can't iwata. i remember his name now iwata iwata, iwata okay god yeah i was i fell into your trap yeah uh yeah. you know like it's it's rare that you get someone like that who yeah. is like forward facing like you get kind of like the executive like older middle-aged type but you don't really get you know the 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 instrumental people in the development of the industry uh out there that often uh they so like when what was that uh extra coin uh what extra life what was what was that documentary with charles martinet uh, it's late it's like 2 a.m for me i can't remember anything but like it was cool <laughs> seeing those stories because yeah. there were a um, lot of like, high score people yeah, high, was it called high score? Uh, yeah. A lot of people who you don't see get to share their stories, like older folks who worked on these things, like producers who are, you know, out of the biz or whatever. Uh, hearing those stories is really cool. Uh, so yeah, it's a loss. But he was teaching like game something about games at a uh, university. He was at a university. Did to make on university, which is pretty famous. Yeah, but yeah loss and with that we yeah, are gonna wrap up really cheery news week yeah hey uh, maybe, maybe we should have ended with ocarina of time <laughs> you know uh it's gonna i don't think it'll, that the it'll blizzard lighten stuff, up i don't think the activision blizzard stuff is gonna get worse necessarily but it's not gonna get better for a while um, I I am going to be very curious to see how develop how it develops. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I think it will get marginally better, even if I'm skeptical of the long term. Um, I definitely think that you know, and I think it'll get better specifically because workers there are so passionate about what they're doing, um, which is amazing. So uh, that's that that I think their efforts will produce improvements of some kind. Um, but I don't think we're gonna be 
celebrating for months, probably. Maybe that's true. Maybe. But in the meantime, that is going to wrap up episode 202 of the Gaming Fix podcast on December 11th, 2021. We're almost out of God. It is December 11th. Yeah. The hell. Yep. Well, it's just December 12th for I me. Know. Like, ooh. Yeah. 12, 12, 21, baby. That means it's almost 2022. Jesus Christ. Eh. And it's almost time for me to forget (laughs) what year it is and say the wrong We do this every year. It's always like, oh, I can't believe it's another. It's 2022. Oh, my God. It's like, whatever. Yeah, but also it's this year. It's been a weird two years. Yeah, it has been weird because, like, what is the passage of time means nothing when you're at home all day every day it's the new normal baby yeah okay i fucking hate that bullshit i fucking it is it is yeah and it you can hate it all you want what 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 is what is a tuesday versus what is a thursday well i the tuesday is the day giant bobcast comes out a thursday is the day that the super gg radio you know that's the super gg radio records on a thursday yeah Thursday. What comes ne- out on Thursday? Next, next uh, lander. Uh, next lander. Uh, neck slander and uh, 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 I just uh, friends at the table. Is find myself Thursday, not think, listening to podcasts anymore. That's it's that's, not just yeah. It's just the more civilized is like the only one I listen to, and that's by that's like every two weeks. So it's friends at the table. Very good. Like, yes. Oh, the Super GG Radio. Very good. They're all very good. It's not a. It's in no yeah. way, shape, or form am I casting any kind of shade. I just don't. I'm not in situations to oh, yeah. podcast that much. Anymore. Right. You yeah. you can find some articles written by us on Super GG Radio. I think right now, oh, yeah. Pat and Pat and I at least. Andre, I think yours yeah. is coming. I, I've not written it yet. Oh. <laughs> so 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 no, yours I, is coming not. eventually. I have, I have, maybe we'll yeah, see. we'll see. Like I I was I was hit by severe writer's block uh, when I went to write. I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to write about? It was. I, I, I had I had a lot of fun writing my list. Because I hadn't written anything about games in months, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I do like doing this." I didn't even and write I, about games. Yeah, I banged I, it out in about forty minutes, and it hot. felt good. Nice. I have. I I think I know what I'm gonna do, but it, yeah, uh, I just I just gotta do is it, it all, now. Is it so, all about Resident Evil? Yeah. No, it'll probably be, make the list. But uh, it would be Resident Evil would make my list if I was doing a top ten. I'm, I'm I did top, top five I'm, racing I'm, games. So I'm doing a. I don't know if I'll do top ten, but I'll I'll probably do like top five something. I'm still planning but, on doing a top ten for our site when when around the time we do our recording. I don't I don't know if I have a top ten in me. This I week. don't know if I have I ten games to be honest, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't do played that five, many. I haven't played all that many games that released this year, frankly. Me neither. Yeah, but that's which, why. I mean, I wouldn't. I would include other games that yeah. I played this year. I, I would play prob- 10 games this year at all. <laughs> Did yeah, okay. I, I have, have, I have, but I was going to make my, just like, huh? I was going to make my standard chess joke, but did you guys hear all about the, the world champion chess tournament that was happening this past well, a couple weeks? Bit. And it was, it was bonkers. And I'm sure it was. It, it, it was, if you follow chess, like it was actually pretty nuts. So, but we, we don't have to talk do about it that much. They like took their clothes off and jumped, jumped around on the table. Yeah. And then and they started pooping in the hallways and throwing it at each other. Oh wait, say. that's, that's Pokemon. <laughs> um, 
it basically in short there was some huge upsets and like it was a, a decisive victory when usually these tournaments end in like draws all the time because yeah they've reached a level where it's just like you know uh every, you can like, determine amazing. now they got to get they need to get into like meta chess where pl- people have the chess their chess boards are chess players and because they're so good at it they know which chess players are going to win because they can see their entire games before they happen and then they when if they win then they get to move them as a piece on the board wow or the real or, the real challenge is actually the audience coming up with their bracket and coming up with the perfect bracket and that's the real winner yep yeah. or this it's got to be like that scene in no game no life which is an anime where they they play chess but the chess pieces are living beings and so when they're being sent into battle they're like really nervous and scared and then the people feel bad and then they basically get their chess pieces to unionize and all just rush the next the queen it, together. <laughs> it's really stupid. It happens, it's really great. Isn't that ex, isn't that exactly verbatim what happens in Alice in Wonderland in one of the books? It probably does. I think so. I think that's I think that's like, like it's an it homage does take, literally to that. Yeah, scene. I think I think it takes a lot of inspiration from stuff like that. But because I want to say that they've that that the pieces even organized to go and kill the queen in. The through the looking whatever book it's not alice in wonderland it's one of the books in that series yeah i think anyway so. but anyways chess game of the year mm. <laughs> a beautiful game uh you can find the podcast on twitter at you can. fix podcasts or uh go over to podchaser.com slash gaming fix to leave us a review that'd be nice or like wherever you get your podcast from if you can review on that platform apple podcasts i guess i don't know you get it from a zine or put it on your zune oh man i had a zune i almost got a zune but then i got an ipod ipod touch instead nice uh (laughs) you can find me on twitter uh at cool sloth c o o l s l four w that's uh andre cole aka the wet gamer aka your partner's favorite keanu reeves movie role not movie uh you can find me on twitch not on saturday this week i'll be on sunday because i'm on vacation now so i'm changing my streaming days i don't know what other days they're going to be all but weekends for the girlfriend now and monday my monday is your sunday unless you're in japan well then who fucking knows uh <laughs> twitch.tv slash coleslaw c-o-l-e-s-l-4-w pat where can people find you find me on twitter at pjc plays and alex uh relaying information from the chat where one chris edgerton has provided you with a free idea the te- top 10 things you could play on game pass right now I don't know because I haven't played enough games. I haven't played. Yeah, I don't know. I have have to look through Game Pass. Top 10 Game Pass games I wish I had played Final Fantasy VIII when it was on Game Pass, but they were mostly 13 2. I haven't played 13 2 yet. Maybe I should play 13 2. I haven't played it either, but I've watched someone play it and it's fucking cool. (laughs) I've played 13. Wait. No, it's 13 13 3. Isn't it Lightning Returns no. is thirteen three? Isn't well, it? yeah, I don't technically, know, man. They're all good. The thirteen series is all good. I have not played Lightning Returns. I played thirteen two. And then you can anyway. find out what happened before uh, A Realm Reborn. Uh, did, did we, Alex? Where can people find you? Did we do this? 
Yeah, it was me relaying information okay. from the show. Okay, okay, oh, okay, uh, okay. Thank you to Jeff Davis for our theme music. At Stranger Peace, wherever social media can be found, I guess. A, yeah, that recently, makes sense. There's a recently added game to Xbox Game Pass called Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator. Yes, I, I, I mentioned this. Oh, Alex, you'd get a kick out of this. I mentioned it when it was just Pat and I, but I saw the... I think it's that exact. I can't say their name, uh, but they the the one of the developers was saying they encountered a bug or someone reported a bug, and they spent how many hours? They they had to like simulate like billions of hours of playtime to recreate this bug, uh-huh. uh, which was sounded very fascinating. I wonder if I can find it. it Sounded cool. really, like they were That's simulating fun. like basically beyond the heat death of the universe in playtime to try and find this bug. Love it. Yeah, good shit. Uh, we'll be back with more weird topics of conversation ne- next week. Stay wet, gamers. Goodbye. Like Taylor Innocent sucked.